Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome into the show. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Welcome in, everybody. Happy Sunday to you. <laughs> the audience size is slow and growing because they tuned in for the for the pre-show music, and now they've now they've they've left, and now they're going to come back. Maybe, hopefully. <laughs> Welcome in, everybody. Oh boy. Yeah, that was a very lazy Sunday for me. I slept in. I made some breakfast. I'm feeling good. I almost I almost didn't come out and do a show, Aaron. I almost didn't because I was just feeling so good laying in my pajamas, laying on the couch, grinding board probes. <laughs> that's what I, that's what my morning was. Uh, who who else was grinding board probes this morning? Anybody? We shall find out together in a talking trek server sound off. You guys go ahead and hit it. Tagar on server 40. Thank you. Deuces Wild on server 17. Mighty Croc on server 8. Noon Whistle on 29. Killer Amp on 145. 7 of 9 on 146. Thank you. Silverhawk on 49. Felonious Squirrel on server 9, as is Stratalorian. Commander Cassie on server 37. I Beglin on 32. Jux on 187. What's up? What's up? Bernard on server 28. Zandy's on server 12. Viper on 130. Dirty Bird Bill on server 15. The flagship server. It is uh, Joker on server 16. Welcome in. Appreciate it. Eddie on server 14. Dekix on some European server somewhere. Rotifer on server 17. Tabby Moza, server 20. JT Bob on 156. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Ash the Destroyer on server 43. Killer Angel on European 130. Lost in on server 55. King Kirky on server 181. Appreciate you. Welcome in. Devil in the Belfry on server 14. Ran Susie on server 27. Indominus Prime on 52. <laughs> Captain Planet says, be sure to spit out your chewing tobacco before the podcast starts. You know, listen, country music, country music. There's, the country's good, right? <laughs> 100, 125 additional messages in our Talking Trek server sound off. 301 live uh, studio audience members. Good afternoon. Welcome in. Appreciate you guys uh, all being here on this Chilly, cold, yet clear. I've got a beautiful rainbow in my front yard. Maybe that put me in a place of zen as well, uh, Arian, because there's a beautiful, like, it's a double rainbow, man. And it's right in my front yard. Like, right in the front yard. I see it like it's on one side of my yard and then, like, a couple of acres. That, that away is the other end. I could chase it. I could be interested in chasing it, but, I mean, it's close enough for me to chase. It's one of those. Have you, has anyone actually ever found the end of a rainbow? Have you, like, walked into it before? Is that a real thing? Can it happen? Uh-oh, Arian, I don't have you. I don't have you, Arian. Do you guys hear Arian? It might be uh, It might be on my side. I'm not sure. Uh-oh. Oh, you guys hear Arian? Oh, no. All right, it might be me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disconnect and come back. We'll see if that actually helps. It might not, and that might be a very bad thing. We will see. What about now? Arian, do I have you now, by chance? Oh, boy. Discord, Discord is acting goofy today. What about you, Putz, or Karkin? Good morning to you. Welcome in. Just give me... 
Oh, no, it's definitely on my end then. <laughs> I don't hear anybody talking. That's Bad News Bears. Here, let me try to click this button. Uh, okay, let me click this button and that button, and then we'll come back to hit this button. So, wait, you hear all of them? Oh, boy, so it's me. That's Bad News Bears. That's no bueno. All right, we're going to try to jump back in, and we'll see if we have them now. Please tell me that you guys have, that we've got something now. Oh my gosh, I know what it is. I know what it is. I hit the, okay, I got it. I got it. I got to fix this, plug this in here, plug this right here, and then plug this right here. And now I have you on Discord, right, Putz? Yay! Yay, I've got you! Okay, see, that was my fault. You scared Aaron away, though. No, what? What happened <laughs> is I've been in the process of trying to, you know, I've been, I've been kind of renovating the studio. And the other night when Mrs. DJs came on Twitch, I had to unplug something and plug something else back in and clearly forgot to put it back. Why? Because I forgot. Well, the, not all the parts are here yet. So I had to order, I had to order parts. And they're now here, but I haven't, I haven't actually installed them yet. Welcome. Appreciate you being here. How Hello? is everybody? Hi, Arian. My bad. That was totally Yay. my fault. That was oh, my okay. fault. Is is on me. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a few things to talk about today. Bubba Joe is anxiously awaiting his arrival to the stage because he insists on not being here for the stupid news today. So let's go ahead and get that out of the way. And then we can bring everybody in and we'll talk about what we've got to do here today. Ladies and gentlemen, live from all across the world, it is time for your global stupid news headlines. Let's hit it. Stupid, stupid news. news. Time for the news. It's disappointing that Bubba's not here because I feel like it might be good today. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. You guys can be the judge. A Houston driver crashed into a moving train Wednesday after actually uh, receiving a gunshot wound. Like, they were shot, and then the car crashed into a moving train. Like, this sounds like an absolutely terrible tragedy to start off with. But miraculously, he survived and escaped before his car burst into flames, colliding with the train on Wednesday, all while bleeding out from a gunshot wound. Cheating death, in fact, more than once, Arian. In fact, he cheated so much that the Astros have made him a contract offer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a funny one right there. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Am I saying this right? New Zealand Jacinda Ardern announced Thursday that she is not going to seek re-election and will be stepping down next month. And uh, now, of course, a majority of Americans are experiencing intense feelings of jealousy. <laughs> President Biden, <laughs> thank you. President Biden is in the news and celebrated the uh, NBA champion Golden State Warriors at the White House this past week. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a kind of a thing. They always, you know, honor the, like, those champions or whatever. So President Biden welcomed the Golden State Warriors to the White House. It was a thrill for President Biden, who said he really, really admires how well the team plays football. <laughs> very, very excited about it. Hugh Jackman's new movie, The Sun, came out this past weekend. The synopsis reads, Peter has his busy life with new partner Beth and their baby thrown into disarray when his ex-wife Kate turns up with their teenage son, Nicholas. That's the synopsis of Hugh Jackman's new movie called The Sun. So basically a dad with multiple ladies and kids, to which Nick Cannon said, hey, no one talked to me about making my biopic. What's up with that? 
Why? That's unauthorized. Carol Baskin is in the news. Shockingly claimed in a now viral UK TV interview that her ex is actually alive and well, Arian, uh, and is currently residing in Costa Rica. If he really is alive, we know he must be doing well because he's very, very far away from her. However, the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office confirmed that it had not heard any news of his apparent materializing, stressing that his case remained a priority. People still think that she killed him, but I don't know. I watched the whole, I watched the whole documentary. And after being married to her, this guy may have actually fed himself to the tigers. We don't know. It's a possible thing. Uh, Speaking of uh, animal wildlife, a young alligator was discovered in an empty lot in New Jersey over the weekend, prompting speculation about how the reptile ended up abandoned in the Garden State. It is entirely possible that the gator ended up in New Jersey the same way everyone else did, by giving up on their hopes and dreams. Uh, finally, thank you, Blaze. He gives that one a 9 out of 10. I dig it. Uh, finally, wrapping up in your sporting news, Fox Sports is predicting that if Tom Brady doesn't retire, the three teams that he's most likely to play for are the Buccaneers, the Raiders, and the San Francisco 49ers. He could also sign with the Jets, but he did come out and say that he'd like to actually play for a real NFL team. Uh, most, Im- <laughs> most importantly, they're predicting that he will play in the league next year. Stadiums are always equipped with wheelchair ramps, so Brady should be good to go. And ladies and gentlemen, that is your stupid news. Come on, come on. Thank you. Look, you guys are digging that today. Look at the chat. Nine out of ten. Ten out of ten. Silva saying that was pretty good. Blaze giving it a solid eight out of ten today. Sandra with a nine out of ten. Zuzu says very good. Bubba Joe. Wow. Vengeance. Oh my God. Oh my God! Play the fanfare! Play the fanfare! Why did that button happen? No, hit the that one, Bubba! Look, Vengeance says that's the first stupid news I've actually chuckled at. Oh my goodness gracious! It's fantastic! Fanfare! I don't know how to take that. I mean, Bubba! Holy cow! Uncle Brisket says, theory confirmed, Bubba Joe wasn't here. I mean, Bubba, you were in the audience. You enjoyed that one, right? Had to I be. didn't. No, I wasn't. I wasn't in on. I wasn't listening at all. Oh, well, okay. Theory confirmed then. <laughs> there you go. Theory, um, theory confirmed. But but if, if you've had, on occasion, funny jokes, mm-hmm. and if this is the first time they've laughed, <laughs> what does that say about their sense of humor? All right. First of all, okay. First of all. I have always good funny jokes. Like this, this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast because it 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 it, it satisfies my insatiable desire to deliver high quality dad jokes. All right, uh, high emphasis on the high quality there. Okay, uh, welcome in, welcome in everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We got some stuff to discuss here today, Bubba Joe. Although maybe not in wild detail. We've talked a lot about the mechanics this month, and we were talking about this before the show began, as far as as far as like what mechanics we were going to discuss today, what we had that we could teach you guys today. There is something that we did on Twitch last week that I feel that we definitely need to talk about, especially here and now. I know that the timing is not going to be perfect for everybody because the event is up right now, this uh, Borg Hue solo leaderboard, Bubba Joe. And uh, from the time of taping, you got less than 24 hours left on it. So we're going to hope that we can get this information out 
as to uh, as quickly as possible because what does he do? Like, you know, is he any good? We've seen epic officers come out, Bubba, where, you know, they are clearly, you know, a tier four, tier five officer. Let's take, for example, Epic Commander Data, right? That is clearly an officer that really has absolutely no crew benefit right here up front. No, he's got some good stats. He could be used for ATAs. He could be used for under deck as you start to tear him up a little bit, but really takes tier four, tier five for him to be massively good. On the other hand, we talk about five of 11, who is, is isn't fantastic. Isn't that speculation? Uh, what do you mean, speculation? I'm using him. On data? Oh, no, I use him now. He's not the best, but if I'm multi-ship grinding, I for sure use him. All right? Then there's there's other officers, like 5 of 11, who are phenomenal now, right? Um, There's officers like Benjamin Sisko, who are pretty daggone good, right out of the box, tier one. So what is Hugh? Where does he fall into this? Does he need to be tier five, or is he great out of the box? We will discuss that a little bit today, and then we'll talk about the ways that that players now have had the opportunity to earn him with the calendar change uh, this uh, this weekend. All right, converting from an XSLB to just a good out, uh, good old fashioned plain SLB. I have received messages from a lot of players who have been uh, complimentary, although there's still problems. Right, like Scopely just wasn't quite willing to go as far out as we really wanted them to go on this thing. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, also, Karkin, I really, really pushed for this, and, and I do know firsthand that that so did President Echo, really trying to push for that solo milestone for 39 and down, and for some reason that just didn't make it, Bubba Joe. I'm disappointed wah, in that. Wah, wah. Yeah, I'm disappointed in that. I really thought Thongs, that the logic was SMS. good. The logic was good on that, Karkin. You know, yeah. you guys don't have access to well, the box. Well, maybe they so went the other sourcing? way. Maybe they went the other way and just gave us rare uh, directive chest, rare rewards chest. Oh, actually, they... maybe that's in the works. Oh, maybe, possibly. Who knows? I don't know. All right, but so, what I do know is that uh, this officer is very deceptive in the way that he's written. All right, very, very deceptive uh, in the is. way that he's written. I, I, I would not have. I would not have fully understood his impact if it had not been for Jules Verne. Shout out Jules well, Verne. Then you should have asked me. Well, uh, I guess I should have because uh, Bubba, just right off the top of your head before we dump in, is this guy like amazing out of the box or is he a tier five officer? He is the best officer they have released since Picard. <laughs> wow, that's high praise. I, I'd have to give that some thought. He may very well be. He, he may very well be one of the best officers since Picard. I, I would have to uh, really give that some thought, uh, you know, with he, some of the other officers, yeah, but and, he is good. And, I mean, you know, it, it's Strange New Worlds, Pike is, is very good. Uh, Honor Art Wharf, very good. Mm-hmm. This guy, it, because of where you're putting him as underdeck, because of that, and combined with what his ability is, he he might be the best officer since five of eleven, who I think is the best. Like you know, mm-hmm. um, if I was if I if we were to rank, and I'm sure it will come up at some point in our fantasy fleet command. Uh, most of that was going to be officers, my next. That was going to be my next choice for you guys. Don't ruin it. <laughs> most important epic officers five of eleven is the top of the list. It gives you mitigation. It gives you loot. It's a Borg, so it has excellent stats. It's hard to beat that. This officer might be next in line, even at tier one. Well, Sandra says he is extremely specific 
in how he was written. And so it was clear, but maybe very few people realized how good that would be. I might fall into that category, Sandra, because listen, if, if there's one thing that I have learned in this game, it's that I don't truly always 100% trust in tooltips. All right, especially when there are inconsistencies even within their own terminology. For example, hostiles versus armadas, for example. Take a look at, um, you know, uh, Hughes' officer ability. No, wait, which one was it? Oh, no, it is his, his uh, yeah, his below deck ability. For example, uh, it does specifically say hostiles, so you would think that it would be what we have considered to be hostiles in the game, which do include armadas, but it doesn't, for example. Uh, Hugh does not, for as far his as far as his underdeck ability uh, ability does not perform on armadas. So that right there is one kind of inconsistency because uh, using an officer you just named Bubba Joe five of eleven, for example, five of eleven. Um, it, hold on, let me find that terminology here very quickly. Where is five of eleven? Here we go. Five of eleven specifically talks about uh, hostels as well, Bubba. All right. But we know that that does work on Armadas. So it's, it's very interesting and why I might not have at first really just completely trusted in the tooltip. All right? Because they have demonstrated inconsistencies before. And Mimi says, I'll freely admit, without Jules testing, I would have had no idea how potent Hugh could be. All right? As a matter of fact, Mimi, I believe that I'm with you in saying that I would have expected him to have an opportunity to proc once per weapon, Bubba, but that's not how it's working. So let's talk about uh, Epic Borg Hugh, the newest member, or the newest Epic officer, rather, in Unimatrix 12. And we take a look first at his captain's maneuver, Bubba Joe. Let's just start at the top and work all the way down. Captain's maneuver is quite simply unfit to lead. He has no captain's maneuver. If you put him in the captain's chair, he does nothing. Fine. Let's put him in the officer's chair on the bridge, Bubba Joe. We put him on the bridge, and he increases impulse speed by 5%. Okay. Okay. I can see a use case for that here or there, maybe, possibly, somewhere. Uh, maybe. Uh, eh, maybe. Okay. But that's not where he was good. It's not where he was good. From the very beginning, it was stated that this officer was going to be primarily 100% amazing under deck. All right, that's what they told me. That's what I told you guys. Uh, you take a look at the under deck ability, and it is very clear and very plain that that is where he's going to be better as far as his abilities as compared to the officer ability. So let's take a look at the under-deck ability, which is what everybody's got uh, themselves going crazy over. At Tier 1, Hugh has a 45% chance, Bubba, and that is what scales by Tier, 45% chance to increase critical hit chance by 25% for two rounds after being, and here's the key word, after being hit by a hostile, all right? Now, the ability can stack. It says that as well. It also says weapons with multiple shots will only trigger this ability once per attack. Now, right there is where I kind of maybe sold him short a little bit, Bubba, because they specifically put in here the weapons with multiple shots would only trigger him once, all right, basically per weapon. So I was kind of thinking that is like, 
one time that he can proc, which is, by the way, true. If you've got one weapon with nine shots, for example, Bubba Joe, and you proc, you get the 25% boost. Even if he would proc on all nine of those shots from that one weapon, you still only get 25% increase to your critical hit chance. All right? But, uh oh, 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 there you go. Sorry. Got you. Sorry. It it was important to put that in there because that's how all the other abilities work. Mm -hmm. Right? There's a lot of abilities that are said each time a weapon fires. It's like, well, actually. It's only once per weapon, not once per... Like, a weapon fires four times, that ability is only going to trigger once. So it was an important addition to add that clarification for players. So, for me, I applaud that. I do. I do. It's very specific. Which is which is partially probably why, Bubba, I didn't pay a ton of attention because I'm just assuming that something in here has been lost in translation. All right? Uh, contrary to that... It's actually been written so super specifically that if you really read through this thing, not only inferring, Bubba Joe, what they're writing in front of you, but also inferring the alternatives as to what some of these terms mean, then it actually becomes so much better, which thankfully Jules Verne was able to to verify for us on screen. And we did that uh, on Twitch the other night, which blew my mind. Then I recorded a quick and dirty on Hugh for yesterday. Normally, I don't drop videos on the weekends, but I thought, man, this is important. Bubba, this is really important to get out there because this is your last SLB. This is your last chance this weekend. With grumble, 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 grumble. Yeah, would have been. I, I'm, <laughs> I might sound insane, but I mean, would it be crazy to push for a third auction next weekend? Because this guy actually deserves one. All right. Oh, I think we're getting an auction next weekend. It's just not for Hugh. Uh, that's possible. Why did they not do three auctions? Do we know? Well, they have spoken to us all all month long about this quote unquote transparent visible sourcing plan, Karkin, and they were trying. That's why weekend one was the cross. That's why both of them were scheduled as a cross server solo leaderboard is because they want to hand out fewer shards via this method and encourage engagement within the Borg Armada loop to get the rest of them. All right, that was yeah. that was kind of the original thinking, um, and then of course I hear. I hear that reason, and I've done some math on how many shards, even if you were to get a hue pull per per chest open. Remember, you get four chances. Tiger told us that last time. You get four mm-hmm. chances at your epic officer. Right. And even if you were guaranteed one of those to be hue, which you're not, by the way, even if you were guaranteed for one of those to be hue, do you know how long it would take to source just as many officers as you would have gotten from one SMS? Well, it should take probably, I'm going to guess, in the neighborhood of 12 to 15 days-ish. Try again. Well, okay. What do you think? The chest The chest take, The chest has a three-day cooldown. Okay. And you're not going to... You can't fuel that chest every three days. You can only fuel that chest every six days. Are you, I, you might be four day, uh, K21. I, I think it is a four day. Um, yeah, it's four day. That's what so I was doing. It's a four day cooldown. Uh, the rare is a three day and the uncommon is a two day. Do I have that right? I, I know that they're none of them are single day, which is annoying. Yeah, two, three, um, and four is what they are. Two, okay. three, and four. So, so, you know, unless you have gotten enough loot that you can do, but if you're doing, if you math out, if you're just getting directives from those chests, 
and you can't do double and triple pulls, which some people will be able to do, but mostly because they've engaged because they've purchased directives. If you're not purchasing directives, just to get to ten hue shards is months. No. I, I yes. No. Yes. Yes. So the options that you've got, uh, and I can't see the chest. Hang on, I've got. Let me pull this thing up for you guys real quick, and we'll throw this back into the graphics room. I know that uh, Blue Mandalorian and Jules Verne put this thing together, which is actually beautiful. Uh, Let's take a quick peek here inside the graphics room and take a look at this graphic, all right? So, obviously, we do know that uh, Hugh is only available in the epic chest. Now, there's two issues here, one of which I'm going to acknowledge right up front and open, which we have tried to to influence a little bit so far to no avail, which is that Ops 39 and down have zero access to, to Epic Hue. All right? it, it doesn't exist. You can't get it, uh, obviously, in the Uncommon chest. Uh, they haven't Hugh done anything. Who? Yeah, Hugh Hugh. That's exactly right. So, Which is why I, I so passionately argued for the 39 and down to at least get the SMS, I, and, and that didn't end up working out. Um, that being said, 40-plus do have access to the epic chest, which, according to Mr. Tiger's time frame, uh, at, at, at being able to punch you know, one of these approximately every two weeks free to play, which I do know is going to be the case for many players. Uh, I don't even know if I feel like it's, if it's all a majority of players, Bubba Joe. I, I think that even probably early G5 will probably still have some extra opportunities, but certainly just because of the scaling, et cetera, et cetera, the higher G5s are, are not going to be in the case because they can't punch up. They're more forced into the traditional timeline that Mr. Tiger and the Scopely Design team kind of laid out. That being said, I, me, myself, I am punching okay. Um, I was able to actually do a triple pull of the Epic. I think that was actually this morning. Uh, now, gra- granted, it was a triple, Bubba, so obviously I acknowledge that. Um, here we go. No, it was not. This morning I did a triple rare. Yesterday, yesterday I did a single Epic, and I received, um, let's see. Yeah, just one. Yesterday I got one. All right. Um, I believe I've done a little bit better with that one. Here was, nope, that's also a rare. Let me find my other epic. I've been trying to track these for you guys. Here we go. So I opened a single epic uh, on Tuesday, 7.44 a.m., because it's timestamped in my phone, uh, where I was fortunate enough to get three shards, all right, which I guess probably could have been for you know, three single rolls, and then there's also a few transporter patterns in here, Bubba, so who knows. But you are getting four rolls out of that. So I, I do hear your point, and, and I guess if you wanted to look at this conservatively, somebody in the chat says two and a half months, okay. I, I don't feel like it's going to be that bad for me, um, but I also will be able to pull more than two epic chests a month, Bubba, as are a lot of players, in my opinion. Okay, I personally, I think anybody in the 40s has a uh, mid 40s. Let me let me say not necessarily like 40, 41. I'd say probably maybe 43, 44 
through like 52, I think they've got a real opportunity at being able to pull multiples of these chests. Again, it's kind of a sweet spot, obviously, to look at. Okay, uh, clearly, and I do acknowledge that. There is absolutely a sweet spot on on this content. That being said, maybe maybe it is going to take too long, Bubba. I don't know. Think about this. If you were able to get, let's say, let's say you are in the sweet spot and you get four epic chests a month, all right, would that be only 10 shards a month, Bubba? Ballpark on average, if you take all the numbers, and it takes how many officer shards to unlock him? Uh, 120, so that could yep. end up being a year. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is too slow. Maybe I haven't mapped this thing down the road enough. Um, but, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying. And again, oh, that's I, only 40 plus. And I'm not suggesting that there has to be a guarantee. I mean, that'd be nice, but I'm not suggesting that that needs to be the case. Uh, all I'm suggesting is that to get to that, to get to that 10 shard that could have been obtained even in just a single SMS... It, it, I mean, it's just a kickstart, right? Yes, there is a free transparent sourcing path, but it's really slow. You guys are saying it's better than Honor Guard Wharf, and it is better than Honor Guard Wharf, but it's not better by much. It's certainly not anywhere close to Bajoran, and it's not anywhere close to Strange New Worlds. It is definitely closer to uh, Cerritos, which is not a guarantee of getting the officer that you want, mm -hmm. and uh, very close to Honor Guard Wharf, in my opinion. I can see that. I can see that. I also look at this though, and I and I wonder. Oh, to be and to be clear, Honor Guard Wharf before he was put in the ultras. Yes, that's fair. Yeah, about. that's fair. Um, I I wonder, and and my my perspective on this could absolutely be skewed. But I know you're held more closely to the timelines because of the cost of your chest and the availability of targets. Uh, I know, for example, that there are 40s and 41s who can't even uh, who can't do the 45 targets, so they're kind of capped and locked right there just simply because of warp range, uh, which is why I kind of say I believe like, you know, 42, 43, up through like 51, 52, I think that is clearly, mathematically, I think that's the sweet spot here. But if we're looking, now, if we're looking at your it, perspective, Bubba, which is going to be the same right. as, as say, 40 to 42, right? Uh, is that fair, 40 to 42, uh, 40 and 41 maybe? saying that, listen, we are going to be held very strictly to the, the timeline, right? We're going to be held very strictly to the two or three uh, uncommons before we can open a singular chest. And then you're going to be looking at, you know, eight days to, to be able to do a rare and then uh, be able to do two to three rares to equal one epic. So, yeah, I can see where some people are going to almost be forced to stay well, in their lane. Don't forget that unlike the Bajoran Loop, uh, there isn't an additional sourcing for directives, right? Because the Bajoran Loop has that extra chest that gives you more directives. Mm -hmm. So you're able to kind of finish off those directive pulls. And the rare chest here doesn't give you half an epic pull. Yeah, it's slightly less. It's 200 instead it's, of 250. It's 200 instead yeah. of 250, right? So, yeah. so all of that combined, it is, it is a very, very slow burn. And so, again... They only want to run two auctions instead of three. Fine. I don't like it because I like the auctions, but fine, whatever. I really think that their excuse of we're not going to give out 10 shards because that's what it would have been for an SMS because we've got this transparent sourcing. I don't I don't buy it. Like I get their reason. I understand that's their reason. 
I think it's a bad reason. I think it's I think it's flawed in their logic. And the, to replace those ten shards, which is going to be all that some people are going to get for a while, is a significant uphill milestone, uh, uphill battle. And it only applies to a small percentage of the player base. Whereas an SMS would have gone down to what in the thirties or whatever, how far down they normally go. So I, I'm not a fan of their reasoning here. Now I do want to point out something interesting that does lead into the research that Jules did. For example, now this isn't going to make anybody feel better, but let's talk about his value and his usefulness at some of the lower levels, Bubba Joe, which, by the way, I am confident is not the reason that Scopely made the decision that they did. But are you suffering as much? All right, let's take a look. Joker points out, very intelligently, I might add, most of the hostiles that we're hitting below Ops 39 are typically the hostiles that Jules Verne identified as not having the crazy benefit that Hugh is offering as compared to some of the much higher level targets, all right? Which is true. You take a look at a lot of the hostiles, they have one or two weapons, usually with one shot per weapon, much like the G3 ships, all right? Most of the G3 ships, uh, your ships, right? They're... There are a couple of weapons. They're one shot per weapon in most cases. Some of them are vary a little bit, but there's no pylum type officer or, or ships. You know what I'm saying? And and most of the hostiles are not quite uh, not kind of like that. All right. Z Brent says 25% more kills per hull is a crazy benefit, just less crazy than the higher level. See, it's actually flipped, Brent. It's flipped. You're you're gonna get less benefit out of the hostels that are offering fewer shots. For example, if you pull up stfc.space, and this is where, Bubba, we can spend a few minutes actually doing some teaching on this, all right? If you look at stfc.space and somebody, somebody throw up a, a, a G3 player, please, throw up a, a hostel that you hit. It could be Swarm, it could be Borg, it could be a faction. Give me the level, the, the faction, uh, the, the type, whatever you want to do. Sandra says Tygo Core. Perfect. All right, let's go to Tygo Core, Bubba Joe. I uh, will pull up Tygo Core in the systems list, and let's take a look at the hostels that you can hit there. You've got uh, interceptors and surveys. What would you like me to look at? You're mostly probably using Tygo Core for, for surveys, right? Let's take a look at a level 39 survey, Bubba Joe, which has one energy weapon that fires one shot Per round. Bubba Joe, one weapon, one shot. Is Hugh going to provide a massive benefit here? Is Hugh going to provide any benefit here? Might be a better question. Anybody? I mean, it's going to be some benefit, right? If it triggers, right? It's a it's a low percentage chance to trigger a tier one, and you only have one tr- trigger chance because of the one weapon. So it's it can, right? By Based on the odds, if you're hitting... 100 hostiles in, you know, 25 of those, it would have triggered and is going to increase your critical chance, which is going to reduce the time, which is probably going to uh, allow you to hit more hostiles. So it's going to make a difference, but maybe not as measurable difference. But let me throw out, I, I don't think you should be looking at the legacy hostiles, right? A lot of the old hostiles had, um, uh, a lot of the old hostiles that were one weapon or uh, one weapon fires twice, another f- weapon fires twice, and they were all energy or they're all kinetic, right? And certainly not surveys. Surveys are going to be one of the worst because their weapon fire pattern is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what you should be looking at is the new hostels. So why don't you pull up a Jem'Hadar, say level 39 or 40? Which I will in a moment, but let's finish the okay. original thought. <laughs> All right, which is a fair point. But this is why I want to demonstrate some of these legacy hostels, which may not be so legacy for an Ops 35. That's still what they're engaging in, right? All right, so Tygo Core, for example, since that one was brought up, in, in uh, Jules Verne's testing, all the way up to a Cap City Trader, Bubba Joe, the overall crit chance, and I believe, I don't know how many battles he did here. I think he told me he did like 20 uh, for each one of these tests. Um, crit chance stayed the same. Pretty much overall, it varied by 1% or 2%. All right. He did say that that it was very possible when it did proc that he was able to get more hits. All right. But over multiple, multiple battles, it didn't end up being that significant. The overall crit chance stayed about the same because essentially your your crit chance didn't get that much of a shot in the arm because you only had one chance per round to proc. All right. So supporting the theory that Bubba Joe is crafting about legacy hostels, absolutely, absolutely not where you would find the most benefit out of you. Now, Bubba, uh, let's go to your, uh, your, your, which one did you say? You wanted to look at what? A Gem Hadar? Yeah. All right. Let's go to hostels. We will look for Gem Hadar. And you wanted to look at what level? Saying, I was picking a low level, so like 39 or 40. All right, let's take a look at a 39, Gem Hadar. And we've got three different ones. We've got an Explorer, Interceptor, and Battleship. Pick one. Which one you want to go with? Let's just look at all three. Uh, let's look yeah. at all three. All right, Gem Hadar, level 39, Explorer. Three weapons, Bubba Joe, each firing two shots. Very good example. Thank you. Let's take a look at what Hugh would do against this hostile. Okay, this hostile. We've got three weapons, community. Each one of those weapons fires two shots. Basically, Bubba Joe, in the first round, how many shots do I get? Love you. Love you. Have a good day at practice. You want to say hi to them very quickly? Very quick. Very quick. What is that? That is a screaming goat. All right. I love you. Give me kisses. Love you. Love you. Mwah. All right, six shots. What? Quickly. Hi. <laughs> I need to tell you something, Bubba Joe. Hi. How are you? All right, six shots, everybody. Six shots. Okay. So in the in the definition of the way that this officer is written, with weapon number one, which fires two shots. How many opportunities? Let's start here, Bubba. How many opportunities at a proc do I have? Uh, well, this is where I am uncertain if you get two opportunities at the proc and you only can get one proc, or you get one opportunity at the proc and then you're done. You get two. I'm not certain. You get two. All right. If that weapon fires two shots, then during weapon one, you'll have two chances to proc. But... If they both, by chance, were to proc, you would only get one benefit. You'd only get one 25% boost. All right? So let's take a look at weapon number two. Same thing. Two shots within one weapon. I have a 45% chance at tier one. A 45% chance how many times? 
community. If I've got two shots within one weapon, I've got a 45% chance at tier one. How many chances to proc do I have within weapon number two? That's right, Joker. I've got two chances to proc, but even if they both only proc, I'd only get one. Now, Vengeance, you say you have a 90% chance overall as it's shot one or two. I don't think that's exactly how it works. As a matter of fact, Jules got their heads together with putts and did, uh, let's see, I've got a chart here. If you guys haven't seen this presentation, it's so delicious. Um, here we go. Right here. As a matter of fact, if you have uh, two shots on a singular weapon, it's actually 70%. Now, don't ask me how. Putts, you and Jules, you did the math on this. The equation... That's 70% is correct there. 70%. Okay, don't, don't ask me how. This formula is ridiculous. It's like one minus one minus the proc rate to the power of number of shots, blah, blah, blah. All right, it is. it rounds to 70%. So if you've got two weapons or two shots on that, then you've got a 70% chance to get your proc. Batman says specifically it's 69.75. That is consistent with the data that we've got here, okay? So 70% chance to actually get that proc, Bubba Joe, and I've got a 25% boost there. Now, with this particular hostel that you chose, you've got three weapons. So uh, each one of those weapons has two shots, which means on each weapon... I have a 70% chance to proc his ability. Am I capped on the number of triggers? Like, how many times I can get that? Like, if in weapon one, I got the 70% and I hit, I get a 25% boost to crit chance. Weapon number two, I've got a 70% chance to proc. And I hit. I get a 25% boost to crit chance. Where does that end? It doesn't. <gasps> What? It doesn't end. No, you can go above 100%. Absolutely, you can. Absolutely, you can. The cap, if you will, on this, folks, is how long he lasts. It's only good for two rounds. Okay? It's only good for two rounds. Moreover, just as a quick aside... The round you're currently in does actually count as one. It's kind of like the old Nero, Bubba Joe, how Nero used to do it, all right? Like, if you if you got that proc, the round you were in counted as one. So, in Hugh's case, if I get that proc in round one, there is one small editor's note, which I'm going to show you in a moment, but if I get that proc in round one, Bubba Joe, then round one counts as my first round, round two counts as my second round, I'll be empty on round three, Correct. Yeah? No? Yes, that is correct. But not only that, Bubba Joe, I've got all of those shots in round two that I have the opportunity to proc with again that would feed me for round three and round four and so forth and so on. Okay? So you're right, Bubba Joe. There are some newer targets for lower ops level players that may still find significant benefit. Give me another one. What are we hunting today, folks? Today's Sunday. What are we doing today? What are we hitting today? We're mining mycelium. What are you doing? <laughs> okay. Let's take a look at Swarm. Let's take a look at a level 39 Swarm. Okay. We have four weapons, Bubba Joe. Ooh, that already looks juicy. That means technically, technically, if all four weapons were to fire... 
I've got the possibility, if I'm super lucky, putts, I got the possibility of getting a 100% crit chance after round one. True or false? True. True. Except not all four weapons fire in round one, Bubba Joe. Weapons one, two, and three actually fire in round one. As a matter of fact, weapon four, if you guys have ever looked at this on stfc.space, I'll put it in the graphics room. Weapon four is kind of weird. Take a look at this in the graphics room, folks. Weapon four doesn't actually fire until round 12. So we would look at this and... For all intents and purposes, putts, we're going to deal with this hostile, this particular hostile, for the purposes of approaching it with three weapons, right? Yeah, that would make sense. All right. Weapon number one fires three shots. Anybody take a look at Jules Verne's uh, Mathematical Hue Bible? What is the percentage chance? Let's see, uh, Batman, if you got this one. What is the percentage chance... At capturing the trigger, capturing the proc on one on weapon number one of a level 39 swarm. Anybody? What is the percentage chance? Ah, uh, look at you, Batman. You and Putz and Jules, y'all big nerds. I love it. Batman writes 83.36%. Jules Verne wrote uh Putz in the uh in the teaching slide. Just a good old-fashioned 83%. Paulo says 45, 45 plus 45. Incorrect, sir. Not actually correct. Remember, we're talking about only one trigger, but you got three chances at it. All right? You've got three chances at 45% each to get to that one trigger. You got to remember, each new one is, is a roll. All right, so you got 45% on one, 45% on the other, 45% on the third, which gives you an 83% overall, 83% on that first weapon putts to actually land the trigger. 83%, that's massive. As a matter of fact, you could pretty much almost count on it, just like ATAs, right, Bubba Joe? (laughs) Yeah? No? Ah. Hmm. All right. 83%. You got three weapons, each firing three shots. So in with weapon number two putts, now we have an 83% chance at a second trigger. And then an 83% chance at a third trigger. Now, if you're Bubba Joe, two of those triggers are going to fail. <laughs> All right. Even though it's 83%. That thing's going to fail like 18 times in a row. (laughs) That's right. Bubba Joe could get 83% all three weapons and still end up with no procs. All right. But if one of them procced out of the three weapons, if one proc, what's our crit chance boost? This is simple. 25%. All right. If I got two procs. 50. And three. 75. 75. What if I get two procs within weapon number one, putts? 25. It's still 25 because I'm only going to get one trigger per weapon. Bubba Joe, if I've got nine shots in round one and I proc on eight of them, what is my bonus to crit chance moving into the second round? How many weapons? Three weapons, three shots each, nine total shots, I proc on eight of them. What is my crit chance boost going into round two? 75%. 75%. Only one 
trigger. 125% per weapon. Okay? That's how he works. By the way, these numbers all change at Tier 2 and at Tier 3. And then, of course, Tier 5 is just a guarantee. Tier 5 is like the, is like the Axion Exo. He's 100%. One, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how many shots. Doesn't matter anything. Just 100% crit chance always. Forever. So, Bubba, let me ask. And I, I kind of bring you back. I'm going to circle back to your statement. And then I'm going to allude to a conversation that I've had with Scopely regarding this officer. Bubba, at the beginning of the conversation, you stated that this officer might be the best ever released into the game. Certainly top three. Okay? Anybody else care to dispute that fact? Is this for you? Those of you who have him, is it massively significant? Benny Hill says, Bubba, do you think he's better than Tal? Batman says he's by far the best G5 officer. Loser says he is the new Picard. So, um, so he is limited to PVE, mm-hmm. right? So he's not. Oh, God, going can you imagine this in PVP? I, I, well, we have this, this in PVP. It's called Garrick. Yeah, okay, fair. That's fair. That's <laughs> um, fair. So, <laughs> so uh, yes, yeah, so he is limited to P. So he's not. Just like uh, Honor Guard Wharf, before we had the strike team, right? If you had a high enough tier Honor Guard Wharf, you could turn all your hits into criticals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there were definitely uh, there have been chances to make your almost all your shots critical in the past, and this is another one um, because of the critical boost damage, because of the ease at which he procs, because you can put whoever you want on the bridge and have him below decks. All of that combined, he is... I mean, you can make a case for some of the strike team. You can make a case for Picard. You can make a case for Pike. Um, you can make you can make cases for all of those. I still think it's this guy. This is the most important officer they've introduced to the game. So, in my opinion. When we talk about below-deck abilities, I've been saying this since day one. No matter how passive they felt, Tendi, Rutherford, even Mariner... Well, no matter how passive they felt, it was still an extra ability that did not affect your combination on the bridge. This is the strongest below deck ability that has come out since lower deck abilities were introduced, and it is the most profound. It is the most valuable, and, and I have always praised, even with Mariner, even with Odo, even with uh, t- t- Badgie. Okay, I've always praised the below decks because it literally is a fourth ability that you get to add. It, no matter, even if it is Badgie, it is a net positive. It might be a super tiny net positive in the case of Badgie, Bubba Joe, but it's still a net positive. You're not sacrificing anything to add those lower deck abilities. And really, in a lot of cases, well, some depending on how many lower deck slots you got, you could add multiple abilities. Which is why they do, obviously, probably, Bubba Joe, have to be super careful and very specific in how they're writing these. When I went to hit Borg the other day, I loaded up with eight underdeck abilities. I loaded all of them. Odo, uh, Galinar, uh, Tendi, Rutherford was pointless, but, I mean, all of them. Why not? 
Actually, there is a very valid reason why you wouldn't take Rutherford. So that was a wasted slot. But you get my point. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to draw a very unpopular correlation. Why is this officer so tightly controlled? No, it's not because. In my opinion, it's not because of the transparent data one sourcing. I mean, we can hear them say that, Bubba Joe. I'm fine with that. We can hear them say, there's a path. Everybody's got a grinder's opportunity to get him. Fine. No, that is not my opinion. This is, by the way, only my opinion. My opinion is he's daggone good. He's going to be hard to get. It's going to take a long time to grind him out because of how powerful he is. How many of you guys are still struggling to get, I don't know, say Tier 2 on 5 of 11? Tier 3? How many of you guys have Picard maxed? Can I see what? Well, okay. Not a lot of people. (laughs) Not a lot of people. Look at Blaze. I just unlocked 5 of 11 two freaking days ago. Kind of a big deal, right? K21 says, I don't know. In my opinion, with Strange New Worlds, Picard kind of lost a lot of his value. Possibly, but it's still good for a second ship. How many people? A lot of people grind with more than one ship. All right, that, that's just a fact. Some people don't. I get it. And if you don't, not a big deal. But for those who do, two or three grinding crews is a big, significant piece. And Batman, you're right. I think they have kind of refocused Picard to be pretty big in Solo Armadas. I use him I use him in Jem'Hadar and Borg. I think it's important. Look at Ripley, server 58. I have 5 of 11 at tier 3. How long have you been playing the game? Dude, Bubba, my 5 of 11 is not maxed, and I'm a day one player. Day one player, and mine is still only tier four. Bubba, where's your five of 11? Are you maxed? Yes. All right, I was just curious. How many, how many, are, are all the G5 players? It was, it, it, well, I don't think, no, certainly not all the G5 players. And mine was maxed October. Like it was, it was not like I've had it maxed forever. Wasn't it was, quick. Was not quick. Wasn't quick. Look at Hammer. Hammer unlocked Picard in his first event over a year ago. Almost, actually, a year and a half. Didn't he come out in, like, June of 21? Hammer just now got him to Tier 2, 18 months later. And he was an officer that people really valued, that they really chased. Now, shard count certainly has a lot to do with that. But my point remains this. I am capable of hearing Scopely's statement. In my opinion, this is Picard all over again, except they found a way to do it without doubling the shard count. If you you just want my personal opinion. Go ahead, Bubba. So let's not forget that Picard was the last officer that was sourced with teeny tiny leaderboards. Mm-hmm. And the very last Picard auction was the first one that they added SMSs to. So, if you unlocked Picard in that arc, in the TNG arc, it's because you placed in the top three of the leaderboard because that's all that got shards. Now, I I, I now, agree. So, okay, so continue. 
in the comparison to Picard, like sourcing for Picard never showed up, right? It was it was a long time before we saw Picard shards for any reason after that. And then even then, it was still for the most part spenders events because they were multi phase expense. Agreed, agreed. So so it, it was a very long time to get Picard. Could we and argue? This is going to be, but could, the could the we argue that even Picard today does not have free to play sourcing? Like is that is that an unfair statement? He has showed up in the ultras once or two or maybe three times. That's it. It's not an unfair statement. Either. You can possibly count the syndicate event. Free to play can do that now if they've gotten the mantis. Fair. There you go. Karkin's got right, one. Right. That's what I was going to say. Unless okay. they take that Picard out of that. I... Well, I don't. Actually, didn't we? Didn't we get a little bit of a sneak peek at this month's syndicate event? Didn't have Picard in it. That's what I was scared it of. It did not have Picard in yeah. it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that bothered me. I'm scared of it. Yeah. I, that, that does concern me as well. I've told you guys before, like that that event, even, I mean, it's a heroic. You, you're not expected to complete it, but everybody can get partial progress. But Bubba, I would actually save my multiphasics. Like, from the packs that I do buy, I would save the multiphasics for Syndicate XP for Picard shards. I've even said it on stream before. I will max Picard with multiphasics because of how limited his sourcing is throughout the rest of the game. Let me just ask this question, community. If Hugh is as strong as we're saying he is, does it surprise you that he is going to be hard to get? And I and I, I I'm not obviously Scopely hasn't said that. Scopely's claim, Bubba, is that there's a transparent day one path, but you guys are telling me ten shards could take two months. Right? And by the way, yes. that's only for forty plus. Thirty nine and down, Karkin. What do they got? What do you guys have? Thirty nine and down. What sourcing to Hugh do you have? Nothing. These auctions? <laughs> Nothing, at least as we've seen now. Nothing. So, I'm going to say something that you have said to me many times, and I am hopeful. I'm probably getting ready to say the same thing. You go first. This is month one. Yup. This is the very first month it's been introduced. Yup. And things tend to be faster than what we project after the first month. Yes. So, my hope is that they shorten the timeline of the Armada Loot King or do something to make that loop a little bit faster, a little bit better. Maybe it's a loot bonus. Maybe it's something else that allows you to, every time you do an Epic Armada, which is only every three rare chests, which is only every two uncommon chests, that when you can do something like that, that loop gets better by something that's in the game. I understand it'll probably be like a prime or something like that, but my hope is that that loop can get better for all players so that they can get access to this officer in something less than a year. I don't disagree. And I do feel that that we are going to see things that will make this entire thing better. Like for example, I see this I see this I don't think that's a terrible hope, Rancusi, unless you're referencing the, the specific Prime piece that he mentioned. But obviously, even Mr. Tiger came out here the other day and said, listen, month two is going to make this whole thing better. Even though it wasn't communicated well enough, in my opinion, 
This is the foundation, Bubba, as you mentioned, these are the building blocks, and they, uh, Mr. Tiger specifically, assured me, assured us, that month two was going to improve upon the participation in this loop. Now, I don't know what that means. I certainly hope it doesn't mean primes, unless the primes just make it faster, but I'm looking for tools for everybody to to smooth out their engagement in this process. Now, Scaly, I'm going to I'm going to address Scaly back who throws a screenshot up of your epic solo exchange chest. The simple fact is you do have access to it. That's not a paywall thing. As a matter of fact, you are right in the niche of the design. You have some rare loot, but you don't have enough rare loot to open the epic chest. Bubba, or I, I mean uh, you don't have enough to to it's not one armada to one chest. It was never meant to be. Well, he's showing he has zero loot. That's because he can't get to the epics. Okay, what day of the of the arc are we on? I, I, this this is a perfect example of the timeline here. We are on what day seven fourteen? We're on day thirteen. Day thirteen. Now scroll right above that, Bubba, where he shows his rare chest. Okay. And, and just for example, I'm going to put both of these in the graphics room because this is a very good example of the projected timeline on this. Bubba, take a look right there at the graphics room. He's got partial rare loot, all right? He has clearly not been able to run an epic yet. That's why he has zero loot, all right? And I don't know, Scaly, how many... Uh, epic directives you have. How many times have you already opened the rare chest? But certainly, Bubba, we can see it takes him 14,000 to open a singular chest. He's got 8,600. He either hasn't done it yet or he's done it but not enough to have earned three rare pulls because it's going to take three rare pulls to be able to do your first epic armada. So, So he's talking about the one flaw that we've already talked about for this loop. He can't get to the epics. Where is the lowest epic? So you're saying that that the lowest epic is above warp 80? Is that accurate? I didn't think it was. Let's see. We've got to find Borg. Are the... um, Borg? No. I'm looking... What are the names of the... I don't think the Borg Armadas are in here yet, are they? In stfc.space? There's epics in the system called Ephros, level 46 system, and it is a warp 80. So as of 41, you can't even get to the epics? Is that what we're saying? Somebody... K21 just posted more in warp 40 in Petorin. All right, Petorin. Only requires warp 40. All right, so maybe we're just not looking at the right spot. Maybe we're not looking at the right spot. Uh, does Petorant... Wait, only warp 40? That seems awful low. That's a 42-level system. I don't think that's right, is it? Definitely warp 40. I'm looking at it right now. Well, then everybody should be able to get there. Okay. Okay, so epic 43s are there. So maybe we just weren't looking at the right spot. Okay, maybe we weren't looking in the right spot. Either way, my interpretation of his screenshots were, 
listen, I don't have enough loot to open the chest yet, which was the intent. Again, going back, three to four uncommons per uncommon pull. You need two uncommon pulls to do a rare. So you're talking roughly seven to eight days, maybe six, maybe faster if you're punching up. But say six to eight days doing an uncommon every single day before you get to do your first rare. All right? Then, after you unlock the rare chest three times, you get to do your first epic. He says, Mr. Tiger says, that this all should be able to be done within approximately 15 days. And and so far, the evidence that I've found does generally support that because some people are, are able to do the loot enhancement. Uh, they, some can punch up. If you can't punch up, then you're doing loot enhancement. So, you know, by the time you do three of the uncommons, you can probably do a chest. Maybe even two. All right? Certainly possible. Now, all this aside, it does speak to the length of this loop. I don't disagree. The length of this loop does appear to be long and slow. When they wanted to take what they perceived to be an, an, an invaluable officer the first time around, they doubled the shard count. We were a little fussy about that. Still are, if I'm not really shooting too far off the mark. Like, nobody likes that it takes 180 shards to get to Tier 2. Am I wrong on that? Nobody's happy about that. So, nope. so is it possible that they did intentionally make this a, a pretty long and dedicated path towards what may be one of the top three to top five officers in the entire game. Should it be easy? Should everyone, which I know some people are going to argue, but should everyone get the most valuable epic in the game or even a top three? Should we all have it completely free in the first month? Well, you no. already know my answer. I do know your answer. You know my answer. But we're not. No way. No, we're not. My answer is yes. Scope, please answer has been no. Have- <laughs> Every out, everyone should have access to unlocking every officer in the arc that they are released. Uh, okay. See, this was this just was just the unlock, this, not leveling but, it up. But, but not, this was know. this is an exact example of the reason I oppose you on that. We would never get officers that are this potent on tier one unlocks if everybody got it for free. That's always been my my worry. If everybody got everything, then there would always be insane amount of value dedicated to tearing it up. Not that there's not for this guy. I'm just saying, tier one, out of the box, it would not be this significant if everybody just got it for free. They're going to make us all work for it. That would also well extremely extend the time that it takes to upgrade them over time. So there is a difference. So... You, you've always made this argument. This is something that we, we go back and forth on. You're like, if it's for free, it's no effort. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying there can be effort involved. I'm saying you can put it in behind a hellacious grind. You can put it behind something where you're going, to have to hit, <laughs> you're going to have to hit 10,000 hostels and you can get it unlocked this month. I'm okay with putting something that has, and then maybe the next month where it's not as good of an epic officer, it's a thousand hostels, just to say, or it's completion of events, or it's whatever, right? My point is that 
it can be variable levels of effort based on the importance and usefulness of the officer on unlock. My point is, is it should be available. And and I'm not surprised to hear you say that. That's always been your opinion, and I respect it. I think this officer right here is a prime example of why that that can't be. You know, and um, be, because a vast majority of the value does come on the unlock. You do have added benefit as you tear it up, but the vast majority of the benefit of this officer does come on tier one, comes on the unlock. So that being said, and, and I like this comment. Concrete says, I should have grind and not be grinding on my wallet. And I don't necessarily disagree, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, in some respects, and this may grind some people's gears, but in some respects, Scopely did provide you that. This is free to play. It might take a long time, and you might spend to speed it up, which has always been my preferred method of monetization. I want it to be available, and I want to be able to pay to speed it up. Well, that I, is what we've got. I see no difference in this path than in most of other paths. The only difference is they shorted us on initial acquisition. Yeah, so it's not the loop at all, Karkin, right? SMS. Cut the third auction. Cut one auction out and made, and one auction might as well have been half cut because it was cross server. And then they cut the SMSs. Yeah, I don't think the problem is with the loop itself. The problem was with the amount of head start that they might have granted some players. And I'm only giving you my opinion, Karkin, as to why they did it. I don't agree with it. I think, I mean, if Bubba's right, if it takes two months to get 10 shards, then what's the harm in 10 shards? Right, Bubba? I mean, seriously. If, if that is really what it takes, then where is the actual harm in 10 shards? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, let's call it 30 because, you know, three SMSs for your three auctions. Okay, well, they weren't fine. ever going to put an SMS with the cross surfer, right? They've never, I don't think they've ever done that. Or at least I don't, in my recent memory, I don't recall that they have. So let's throw that one out. They were only doing two auctions. So it's one SMS that I think they missed the mark by not including. Now, if I'm correct and that there is going to be an unannounced auction next week for something else, which is my speculation, wild speculation. They have an opportunity to pair this SMS with that if they want to. And I'm hoping that they will. I'm hoping that they will take the opportunity to do that. Um, now, it, it, I could be completely wrong. There may not be an auction next week. They may be taking two or three weeks off like they have done in the past. I suspect that that's what we're getting next week. Is... I'm picturing, I'm picturing the coder for this in the office being like, "Hey, no SMS, sweet. I got a day off. Okay, I'll just work on something else." Well, that's oh, we need an SMS. Well, it, now code. let's be clear. All right, let's talk about what the what the calendar was supposed to be. Was originally planned as two cross servers, and and Bubba's right; they don't get paired SMSs. We were able to to positively advocate for this change uh, relatively quickly. And I do wonder, a small piece of me does in fact wonder, Karkin, if there just wasn't enough time to write the pair. All right? If that's the case, if I could go back to them on Monday and say, hey, why couldn't we do this? If they come at it and say, listen, there just wasn't the bandwidth available or, or we just didn't have time, then I would love to advocate for Bubba's idea and to put it alongside something else. You know? But... It's also possible, Karkin, that they just didn't want to do it for the quote-unquote free, transparent, 
free-to-play sourcing that already exists for these officers. But again, I kind of go back and argue, the 39 and down don't have that path. Okay? They don't have that path. And, and you know, just addressing Joker in the chat, I, I do disagree with you. I've seen what it takes to write an event, even if you think it's copy-paste. It's... It's not easy. I've said this before, Bubba. Tell me if I haven't said this one time, I haven't said it a hundred or vice versa. Writing events, writing milestones, creating the bundles. It is, that is the bane of their existence. It's not conceptualizing or designing the event, Bubba. Like that, I imagine, is probably what they love more than anything. Designing it. Then actually building it is a royal pita. Just, you, you, it is insane. Because you got to write all the different scoring hooks. And by the way, when you separate something by brackets, it's not, you know, just specifying a bracket. They're different bundles, Bubba. It's completely different. Well, if the milestones I or think- the prizes or the metrics are different, any one of the three, it's a different idea. Totally different bundle. It's, I've seen what goes into writing those events. I, I would not want to do it just because of that. It's incredibly so, mundane. For every event, there's literally minimum 100 plus variations of said event. You know, Scopely's it's a pain. inability to automate this process should not be a penalty to the players. I don't know that it, that it is. I mean, I, well, I guess I can, I can see the argument that it would be. I'm just simply saying there's not time. All right. Whether you think it's a penalty or not doesn't change the amount of time that they've got to do it. But the amount of events that they're writing each arc, the amount of things that they're doing, the way that they, you know, I, I mean, if they could do segregation of the of the brackets, the way that would be the most fair by having even more brackets than they have today. But they don't because it's a time. I have to imagine it's a time thing, like you said, and so. It could also be a technology thing, but they need to invest in their own company and make tools that make this automated, where you say bracket A, bracket B, here are the rewards. Listen, me personally, I don't disagree with that. I would love for them to have the best tech in the world. That they could literally do anything. I don't think this is the best tech in the world. I think this is minimum level of compliance for a software company. (laughs) Well, maybe. Neither one of us would probably know that. All I'm saying is I would love for them to be able to do more faster than what they are able to do. But what I am telling you from, from my personal observation is it's not that simple. All right. And and you can you can accuse me of defending or whatever. I'm just being I'm being logical here. There are so many hours in the day. And and now, I'm not saying that's what it was for this particular SMS. Karkin, I don't know. I don't know if they just simply said, well, no, there's, fr- there's transparent free-to-play sourcing, so no, we're not going to do it. Or there's not enough time. But in fairness, the announcement came out with what? 48 hours notice? It's very possible that there's not enough time to do what they, what they needed to do, given the current situation or the current existence of their tools could the tools be better sure i'd love for the tools to be better i'd love for them to be able to to voice activate events bubba joe i would love for them to be able to dictate to their computer how these brackets are going to go 
That would be amazing, but it doesn't work that way. All I'm saying is it's a possible outcome. I'm not saying what it is. I'm going to go to them Monday, and I'm going to try to see if there's something we can do to get these, these 10 shards back. On the other hand, which is not going to be the argument I make to them, but, you know, for our perspective, does 10 shards make a difference? Six months from now, it could make a difference, or eight months from now, it could make a difference, and I'm not discounting that. I'm totally going to be willing to ask for it. And, and my same argument applies to Scopely. If you value this guy so much that you didn't want to give 10 shards, then I, I really do ask you, how important are 10 shards out of 120? It's certainly not going to change anybody's free-to-play acquisition this month, I can promise. Okay? It's not. It might matter six or seven months down the road when Karkin might get it 30 days sooner than if he didn't have the 10 shards. And is that a really big reason for us to be concerned with it? Should we be looking at the acquisition of these officers six months down the road? Like, is that a priority for today? At least as far as 10 shards, I don't think so. I think you could have done way better with morale and and player sentiment by offering that SMS. We all know it's going to take a long time. We all know that this is going to be a long, hard road. I still come back and ask my final question before we take a break. Having this path in front of us, knowing what we must do, has kind of been at the core basis of what the community has typically asked for with sourcing. We've even said, Bubba, it's okay if it's slow. I mean, obviously, we'd love for it to be faster. But at least we know right here on day one. Do you go ham in this auction? Knowing this is the same question we asked about the Mantis, remember? Do, knowing what the value of the Mantis is, do you buy the pack? Or do you wait for it? I think the amalgam worked the same way. Do you do it now, spend now, buy the pack now, compete in the auction now, or be willing to risk waiting it out? The benefit that we've got here with you is that we do now see the path. We might see that it's going to be real slow. We might see that it's going to take a long time. Does that change or at least arm you with the information. I'm not saying there's a pack specifically, certainly. I'm just saying you know to get this officer this month, you're probably going to have to spend money. It was probably intended to be that way. So knowing how long it's going to take to get this officer, do you at least acknowledge that you have the information as a consumer to determine whether or not you want to do this today? Like you know now. You get to make an educated consumer decision, which is one thing that I really scream about a lot. You get to make the decision, is it actually worth it? You know the pros and the cons. You know the time. You know the cost. You know how long it's going to take to get there. You know what targets you can hit. You know how quickly you can open the chest. Do it and figure it out. Now, is there a break-even point? At the end of the day... I'm not going to complain about this sourcing. It is slow. I'm not, let me rephrase. I'm not going to complain, uh, complain about the engine, Bubba Joe. Could it be faster? Yes. Is the arc over? No. We don't know. But yes, Juby, there is absolutely a value 
to knowing the path. If there wasn't, then why do you guys push for transparent sourcing? Let me ask that question. If you don't care to know that information, why would anybody want transparent sourcing? Even if it's going to take six months or 12 months or more. Right? At least now you know. That's been one of my biggest things that I've fought for you guys for. And now you're telling me it doesn't matter? Get out of here. I mean, seriously, that, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I know. <laughs> I mean, huh? can't believe you guys were like, no, I don't want to know, Bubba Joe. I don't want to know how long it's going to take. <laughs> Is that really happening to me right now? I'm in the twilight zone. I, I, I think we're in the twilight zone. I'm in the twilight zone. You guys are just being grumpy because you can't have it all and you can't have it now. Right? Is that is that what is happening right now? Where's the there we go. I was gonna say, where's the sound effect? This is Star Trek, it's the mirror universe, not Twilight Zone. <laughs> I guess, fine. Alright. The bottom line is Well, Batman, you know what? Go I would shave your evil beards off. Batman, uh actually, you know what we do? We do. I actually heard this back in the interview. Some of you guys may have missed it. Because I think I might have been talking over Mr. Tiger when he said this. But when I was listening to it on Playback Bubba Joe, I did actually go back and I asked him about this. Did anybody hear, because uh, Mr. Batman says, we don't know what the percentage breakdown or what the odds are of Hugh. Did anybody happen to hear him mention that in the podcast? I'm just curious if anybody picked it up. It's there. If you go back and listen to when he was talking about the roles and the odds and all this stuff, it's there. Sandra, you're right. Four rolls of epic, four so rolls of rare. That's right, Aaron. That's Steven right. Thomas. He did say that every single officer in there had an equal percentage, Batman. And I even went back and asked him. I said, you know what? I, I should have asked to clarify this. I completely glossed over it. I didn't hear it. My apologies. What are the odds breakdown for the officer? I thought I heard you say it was even. He said, yes, it is. So let's go back now. Let's go back to the graphics room. In the epic chest, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven epics. There are seven epics in there and one, two, three, four rares. Out of those seven epics, Bubba Joe, you have equal opportunity at 5 of 11, as you do to 10 of 11, as you do to 6 of 11, 11 of 11, or Hugh. Equal. Now, still, you got four rolls. There's seven officers. Very possible that you don't get one of Hugh. That's what you guys are talking about. Very possible. All right? But on the other hand, they didn't stack the odds. They just put all the boards there. But ain't nothing stacked against you. Okay, so I'm just saying, I mean, we have seen far uglier things. We've seen worse. We've seen far worse. All right, I, 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 Cerritos, Cerritos, some people say is, is bad. I think Bubba cursed me because like, since that (laughs) happened, I haven't hardly pulled anything out of it since I was saying, oh yeah, mine's been pretty good. Bubba's like, no, mine's terrible. Since then, I haven't gotten any freaking officer pulls out of it. Honor Guard Wharf, at least as far as the amalgam refinery, is, I think, terrible. I think it's terrible. I I get uh, one or two shards a week out of that thing, maybe. Go ahead, Bubba. So, 
I think that if you still need a bunch of Borg officers, this loop is fantastic to pulling those officers forward in your evolution. I think as a sourcing path for Hugh, it is at it is on par with Amalgam Honor Guard Wharf. Uh, I could probably be willing to to and, get behind that general ballpark. It's worse since you don't aren't guaranteed per chest. Like Honor Guard Wharf is, you get one or two or three or five or a full unlock or whatever. You actually get guarantees of getting shards of Honor Guard Wharf every time you open a chest. There is no guarantee that you can open Hugh. I have opened four epic chests and pulled zero Hugh shards from it. I get that. And and that is probably worse than average luck, Bubba. But you got seven officers, of which you're getting four rolls. All right. Now, I don't know. Putts, what are the odds? Oh, Putts left. What, what are the odds on that? Jules, Batman, what are the odds if you've got four rolls? And, of course, we know that each one of them has three options, right? You got three options. So you've got... Um, seven officers, of which each have three. So I guess what a total of twenty-one rare bundle or epic bundles, right? You got one, three, or five shards of seven officers. That's twenty-one. You get four out of twenty-one. I think that's probably not the right way to do odds, <laughs> but somebody could help me out. You got four chances to score. Three out of the 21. Somebody do the math on that. Four chances at at one of three bundles, which would give you one, three, or five hue shards out of, the, out of the 21 total bundles. So I don't know what the odds are. I don't know what the, I don't know what the odds are of that. K92 says roughly 12.5%. Okay. Could be better. Could be better. Also could be worse. I'm just saying, I I look at this beyond Scopely's words, and I kind of feel, okay, there's a reason that they're gating this guy, and it's not with 180, that's not with 180 shards on the unlock. Me personally, I, I'm going to keep it simple, Simon. I think this is Picard all over again, but they didn't double the shard count because we about lost our bananas that time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's my opinion. So, anywho, Batman says he's going to do the numbers. So, we'll get the numbers. What are your percentage odds of actually pulling at least one Hue Shard out of a single epic chest? We'll have the number on the other side of the break, Bubba. Also, on the other side of the break, we are going to maybe spend, I don't know, we probably did discuss the solo leaderboard versus the cross-server solo leaderboard. Obviously, better. Uh, I'm curious if people are... are ultimately really unhappy. I, I can't imagine that they are, uh, but, but you know, people have complained, Bubba, so I don't know. I, I think more of the complaint that I have is that it is that this weekend may have gotten cheaper for the leaderboard uh, after they had just spent everything in the first one. I do think that that's probably a, a bona fide complaint. On the other hand, like, Calendar changes can happen, and I'm not, I'm certainly, absolutely not going to go and blast Scopely for this because it was player-initiated in the first place, you know? So I, I know that that's kind of an unfortunate thing. If you dropped, you know, your entire bank on weekend number one and then you felt like you could have, you know, spent half so, on weekend number two, I, I do get that. That's probably even true. 
But I, I find that to be a difficult position. I find it difficult to go back and complain when Scopely actually responded yeah. to what we asked for. This is not uncommon, though. You realize that, right? Uh-huh. That they've done this in the past. In fact, pretty regularly, where you'll have an auction, and you'll have an auction, and then the last one of the month will have, hey, we're throwing in uh, event store loot, or we're throwing in another officer, or yeah. we're throwing in... Like, this is not uncommon. I get it. People are upset. Like, that's just the nature of the, how they they decide to shake up the auctions from auction to auction so that they're not all the same. Um, but no, I, if you're complaining about this, then you're just complaining to complain. This is 100% better for the players. This is just like the people that are like, people got to do this event for free and I had to pay a ticket. I want compensation for that. Like, this, that's what this is. And... That's just silly and ridiculous. Like no. you, they got took to away my pack lid. They took away my pack lid. Well, I mean, that that was I heard that too. That I, I heard that too, Karkin. You removed the rare officer. Like there were complaints, and and I just I mean, and and none of them are invalid, Bubba. I don't think it's complaining to complain, but when they do what we ask, it's really kind of hard to come back and and flame them over it. I mean, were there details? Could they have left Rare Galinar in there? Could they have added the SMS like we're talking about? Sure, they could have done those things. But at the end of the day, the auction was the was the meat and potatoes of it, and they did what we asked. So I feel like it's it's tough. I feel like it's really tough to kind of go back and fleece them on that. Um, on the other hand, you know, I get it. Some players weren't able to to properly plan. And and we talk about that, but curveballs come. You know, curveballs come, Brent. I, I I don't really know how to how to, to really prevent that. I mean, because the alternative, Brent, to I can't plan, the alternative is, okay, when the calendar comes out, that's it. You're locked, and there will be no changes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the alternative. If you want planning, then that leaves no room for adjustments on the fly, and I don't think that's good. Me personally, I don't think that's a good thing. So... I think we gotta be we gotta be a little bit careful. I know it, it might be an unfortunate position you found yourself in, but like Bubba says, it was probably still better for the community at large. Uh, questions, community Q and A coming up on the other side of the break. I do see plenty of them regarding incursions, treasury, and uh, other items being asked about in the chat. We will answer those questions immediately on the other side of the break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. We'll be back in a second. Hang on. Today's show brought to you in part by Facebook.com slash Posse, your one-stop shop for all toys, whether for pleasure, professional, buying, selling, or just remembering your childhood. Visit them online at Facebook.com slash Posse for the toy collector in all of us. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Sudafad, the most popular congestion remedy this it's week. It's the hottest show on network television. It's a story. Of a man named Brady. The Tom Brady Bunch. Unbelievable. Last week, Tom kept playing football and got divorced. Oh, guys. Too many mistakes. Just to have a mediocre regular season and losing the first round to the Cowboys. Let's show some toughness, all right? Let's show some toughness. Where will Tom be next season? Are you kidding me? Possibly the New York Jets. I mean, I, I think that's probably not the best thing to do. Oh. Stay tuned. I could have my Gucci on. I go in my Louis. But even with nothing on, that I made you look. I made you look. I'll make you double take soon as I walk away. Call up your chiropractor just in case your neck break. 
Welcome back to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast with a little Megan Trainer, Bubba Joe. See, I played, I played all the old, dirty, dusty country before the show, so that I could come back and give you something that you might prefer. Darn! During the show, I missed it. Yeah. See, Bubba Joe, Bubba Joe surprises me in his cult in his music culinary taste. Like Bubba Joe. Uh, actually is is a grown man who loves pop culture. He loves Miley Cyrus. He loves Rihanna. He loves Megan Trainer. But, but it's an interesting it's an interesting position you're in because people people our age see I'm putting myself in the same bracket as you. We tend to gravitate towards music from when we were a little bit younger, right? Like like the Goo Goo Dolls and, and Matchbox 20 and, and Sugar Ray and things like that. But no, you stay up on pop culture. I like them culture. too. Yeah, I like them too. But, but I just don't like country. You 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 love Megan Trainer. I do. <laughs> you love Miley Cyrus, which is I do. Odd. Yeah, I'm, just... I'm an odd duck. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it, it, it's not that that's that, that old. I mean, he is old, but you know, I'm I'm just saying. Joker says I, there may be some counseling involved here, possibly, maybe. I am not going to have a <laughs> one and a nine on my birthday cake anytime soon, like you just had. I did not. As a matter of fact, I don't think I have a picture of it. Uh, let me see. I don't <laughs> think Mrs. DJ sent it to me. So, funny story. Here, I'll put this in the graphics room. <laughs> Mrs. DJ's and I are having a little bit of an oh, argument. That was funny. We're having a little bit of an argument <laughs> yesterday. Um, let me see if I can find this. Oh, crap. Wrong room. Okay, we're having a little bit of an argument because she sends me out to the grocery store to pick up stuff for uh, my birthday dinner, which we, you know, of course, you guys know we had take one, then we had to have take two of the birthday this week. But, you know, we're both busy, family's busy and all this stuff. So so we um, we had planned on inviting people over this weekend for, like, my birthday party, if you will, basically just to get together of our family. She sends me out, Bubba, to pick up some stuff from the store and I'm going to show you a screenshot of her asking me, uh, after I'd already left Bubba Joe, to pick up candles for the cake. <laughs> All right. So I, I asked her, I'm like, okay, you know, what, what else do you need me to get? She says, candles, a four and a zero candle. All right. And, of course, now the conversation is in the graphics room, which you guys can uh, read for yourselves. Of course, I promptly disagree with acknowledging those numbers on my birthday cake. So I proposed 19, to which she denied, Bubba Joe. You told her she should have accepted because then she could have flopped him around, right? Yeah. Mm. Put your actual age on the cake of 91. I ended up winning uh, with 21. And that, by the way, is what actually went onto the cake. Now, I don't think, oh. I, I, don't think I have an actual photo of that because Mrs. DJ's have them, uh, has them. But she does, and I'll share them with you a little bit later. I do want to share this with you, though. There is one thing that Mrs. DJ's 
not one thing. She takes many things very, very seriously and is very proud of when it comes to a birthday celebration. But one of the most serious things that she does every single year and has for me for the duration of the over a decade now that I've known my wife, she takes the cake extremely seriously. She has never repeated a cake. Like, <laughs> the way it's decorated. She's, <laughs> she takes the cake. She, she, she does. She takes the cake. She uh, takes great pride in choosing the theme or the, or the image or, you know, how it's decorated or this or that. And, and I get two cakes a year. I get one for my birthday and I get one for Father's Day. All right? And so they're always very different. This year, community... I got a Spock cat birthday cake. Uh, I put that into the graphics room. You guys can check that out. There's Spock cake. Uh, Spock cat cake. Say that three times fast. Um, That was my cake yesterday. And it was amazing and awesome. And she does stuff like this all the time. She's gotten me. Every time I think that she can't come up with another Star Trek idea, she does. All right. So uh, she does a fantastic job. Cakes are like her, her pride and joy. She really, really, you know, that's... She takes a lot of pride in developing the cake and the and the decoration and all this stuff. So, uh, super super good stuff. All right, now uh, right before the break, I'm going to come back, Batman. I'm going to see if your math matches Putts. Putts is is unable to be on our stage to speak. He's doing some family stuff, but Arian did indeed pose the mathematical query. No 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 no. no. Let's let's. Hold on. Putts is watching football. Okay. It's football. It's, it's the Bengals. He's what the Bengals are playing. He and I respect, I respect his priorities. Here, oh, sure. So. I do too. Well, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. So Arian, Arian poses him the mathematical question. He says that there is, and I'm going to, you know what is Batman is, does Batman have his math ready? Cause we've got ours in text. I want to see if it matches. Oh, Batman's typing right now. Let's see what he came up with. We'll, we'll check. Uh, by the way, I'm not saying that Putz's is right or wrong. I just want to see if they match. If they're wrong, I'm not going to have any idea which one is right or wrong. So, Grungandola says, my math says that each pull of an epic chest has a 54% chance of having hue. Each pull has a 54% chance at a minimum one shard. So, that is close. Putz claims that it's 46% chance to get Hugh picked one time uh, out of the four pulls. He also, of course, indicates that it does get smaller, Bubba Joe, if you try to get two rolls. And he said, I don't, have, I don't have the time right now to do the probability on the one, three, and five chances. That being said, looks like the chat would agree. Batman says 46. Joker says 46. Um, so there you go. 46% chance that at least one of them is a shard. Now, Bubba, if we come back and we compare this against Honor Guard Wharf, then I can see your point about it being worse because you're getting two of those a month per design. Some people are going to get more, obviously. But by design, you're going to get two of those a month, which could leave you with only two shards. Well, I guess could leave you with none, possibly. But you got a 46% chance of drawing at least one shard. Well, let's just use the odds. Let's... Let's round 46 to 50, and let's say 50-50 shot. One time you get it, one time you don't. Now, on the other hand, right. there are the winning, the the other side of, of that bell curve, like here with Omicron. 
who said, I did one epic chest and got eight rolls of hue. That's, or not, not eight rolls, eight shards. Which, if you're looking at the five from 10 of 11, one of 5 11, that means Hugh was two of the rolls, Bubba. So he got a five and a three, which admittedly is very, very, that's very good luck. That's very good RNG. He got a five of 10 of 11, one on five of 11, and then got a five and a three of Hugh. That's pretty significant. That is. That's very lucky roll. Omicron, I don't think you should probably count on that as being like the average. All right. You should not go buy a lottery ticket. Your luck is gone. <laughs> I wouldn't count on that as the average, but that is a very good pull. All right. And Benny Hill, I'm not going to necessarily He come... also he yes. Did you also look in that picture? He also got 3 of the Exocomp. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. Woof. That was a crazy good pull, man. Good god. There is good luck written all over that pull. All right. Golly darn. Then on the other hand, you come down uh, to Phoenix, who posted up a screenshot of his rare pull. Did two chests, ended up with six of Galinar. Okay? And I might point out, he got four of the Exos out of two chests and even hit on that percentage chance at the Epic. Remember, Bubba, uh, Mr. Tiger said, in the rare chest, there was a percentage chance to get one roll of an Epic. Not guaranteed, but a percentage chance at one roll of an epic, and he hit that as well. So there, obviously, there's some RNG here. I'm not discounting that. And if you have even average luck, I kind of understand why he came back and said, you know, we wanted to guarantee some of this stuff for people because they might have worked 14 days on getting that single chest open, Bubba. They might have worked two weeks to get that singular chest open. So not have a guarantee would have felt bad. The guarantee is probably a good thing, but it is still low. And it's still early. Okay? I don't know what's coming. All I know is what they've said, that that they're going to be introducing things to make this better. I hope they do. All right? I hope they do. But we shall see. It is still early, Bubba Joe. So we uh, we shall see. What did D-Dad uh, no, D, 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 I'm just going to call you a double D. <laughs> Can I do that? All right, double D pulls three rare chests, got two Galinar, got 11 shards of 11 of 11. That's actually big, Bubba Joe. How did, oh, so he hit the chance. He hit the chance to get the epic, it looks like, more than once, probably th- all three times. He hit the chance to get the epic all three times. That's significant. And he got, either did five five one or five three three. Yeah, he also got six rare exos out of three chests, so that was an average of two each. Got five. Oh, let's see. No, only two Galinar, and then some transporter patterns. So Double D probably has some decent progress on his Borg officers. And I I do uh, agree, Bubba, that this is a great catch up mechanic. For those who still have multiple Borgs that they haven't maxed, I I don't find myself in that boat. I mean, I don't have two maxed. I don't have five maxed. I don't have any of the new ones. Three, four, or 11. None of them are maxed. And then, of course, now Galinar. So I've got seven Borg that aren't maxed out of the 13 that are out. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to find some benefit here. 
You probably will. I've got six out of 13 Borg that are maxed out. So seven of them are, are still open. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, time will tell on this thing. But again, regarding the engine, regarding the loop, I'm not. Uh, I'm not upset about it. Wait, what is? Oh, Mrs. DJ's Arian apparently texted my wife <laughs> and asked her for the picture of the cake, but it hasn't come through yet. She just texted me. Arian requested this, but there's nothing there yet. So I'll keep an eye on it so I can share it with you guys. All right, let's move over to um, to uh, Fleet Commander, Borg Q&A, even the follow-up from Mr. Tiger's uh, interview. Let's just open this up to a Q&A, all right? I'm not even going to play. I-, I will. I'll play the music one time. I'll play it one time. But we're going to open up to questions for you guys about anything that, that we've got going on, all right? I'll answer your questions to the best of my ability. And uh, and we'll, we'll let the song play. Plus, we've also got some Battleship to play. Batman raises his hand. Batman's on the stage. Welcome to the stage. The Batman who laughs. Welcome. Uh, what's your question? Thank you, DJ. My question is about a catch-up mechanic for the command center uh, for high ops players. Um, if that's um, if there's any info about that. Um, I don't have any information on that right now. I do know... Uh, that it came to my attention this past weekend, actually, Bubba Joe, that there is a milestone of the Battle Pass that is off right now. Have you guys, I guess some of you guys know that. Um, they have acknowledged that. I'm not sure what the outcome is going to be of that, but they it has been escalated. I know they're going to look at doing something because I, I think it, what was the break-off? At Ops 29, I think is what it was. So, um both the pre-29 and post-29 battle passes had a duplicated milestone, but they were duplicated in error. So some people were short on quantum communicators, Bubba Joe, and some people were short on tickets. I know that they were going to, they were talking about what they were going to do about that, but they do know about it, and I will follow up with them on Monday. Uh, Dr. Juby says, has the dock bug been fixed? So, <laughs> yes, they can now be attacked. Um... They are still kind of invisible. I don't know how to explain this. Like, you can see them, but there's something going on with the way that they appear, some kind of scan. Um, Zebrand says the dock repair bug has not been fixed. Actually, it it has. I I have been hit, uh, and we tested it on purpose the other day. So they can now be targeted, but there is still something visually going on that's weird. I don't know what the visual thing is, but they can at least now be attacked, Bubba Joe. So there's that. But but yeah, I don't I don't know what the Oh, the repair bug. Uh I don't know anything about no, they didn't say anything to me about that. So so has anybody been cracked? Do they have to exit the game before they can repair? I don't know about that one. I didn't follow up on that one. I just re- I just requested uh follow up on the eight dry docks and being able to be hit. All right. So Cruzito, what are you saying? Yes, what? You do still have to restart to repair, or yes, they fixed That's it? That's what he's saying, yes. Well, Z Brent said that, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I haven't tested it myself, so I, I'm not a 1,000% sure. You still have to restart to be repaired. Okay, well, that stinks. So, 
I'll, I'll follow up with that tomorrow. Uh, Treasury. Yes, there is a Treasury coming. I had actually predicted, Bubba Joe, that it would come this weekend. It did not. However, good news is, is that Community Manager Beck actually did communicate when that was going to be starting, which, if I'm not mistaken, uh, mistaken is tomorrow. It will begin tomorrow at Event Reset. You will get your Treasury Fill event. That is Monday at Event Reset. Um, is that a first? What? Just Can after the Treasury start on a Monday? I don't know. I don't know if it's the first or not. They have started. I mean, they almost always start during the week. They don't usually start on the weekend. Correct. But I, I think they usually start on like a, a Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. I like, think you're right. I think it has been. I think it has been a little bit later. But I mean, it doesn't it matters not. I, I It does not really matter. I just it, I, I was just thinking like it's a little bit different to start. It would have been way but... more helpful for me last Thursday. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I, I also wonder if if that was also, you know, a it's just me, my tinfoil hat theory. I wonder if that was, you know, kind of a partial revenue driver for this auction this weekend to not have the treasury. You know, because, I mean, there were some people with some unlock keys, right? You know, so had to buy the packs for the auction if you wanted that. But now we'll give you your materials after it's over. I don't know, tinfoil hat. That's just my thinking. Um. What are we hoping for in the treasury? No who, idea. Who, who are we hoping for? I have no idea. Uh, who are we hoping for? <laughs> I think that's an obvious answer. Uh, give me Hugh. All right, but I'm sure that's not going to happen. I don't know. Maybe it might. Maybe it might. That's why they took away the SMS, so you'd be willing to buy the treasury. Who knows? I don't know. I have no idea what's going to be in there. All right. Although, it probably does make a little bit more sense that Jadzia and Tal, uh, or not Tal, uh, Jadzia and um, Bashir. Odo. Well, Odo, but Bashir also Bashir. A lot of people are short on Bashir from last month. So, oh, I thought. Never mind. I was answering a different question. You, you're still on the treasury. What are you talking about? I I was thinking about the uh, the syndicate event that it leaked. What was in that Odo, and what else was in that? It was Odo and. Um, I wasn't online when that Bashir, Odo and Bashir Odo and Bashir were in the syndicate event that leaked uh, Let me just ask Is anybody is anybody unhappy with that Syndicate progression event with that, that Selection of officers I gotta be honest with you I have I mean I'm fine with new officers Coming into it but I have consistently Said Bubba that that is the event That I was gonna max my Picard with so The fact that Picard is not in it I'm just like don't I so feel I feel like they listened to me and they were like Okay pull Picard I don't know. But, here's but, my hope. That's just me. Here's my hope is that they are <clears> testing <throat> or attempting to target people that have max Picards and giving them an alternate event. That's my hope of what this is doing and that this is a, a first attempt at giving an alternate event for people that have max Picards um, as opposed to just replacing the Picard sourcing. That's my hope. Is that like the 0.0001% of the population? <laughs> well, it might be bigger than 0.001%, uh, but it, it is still minor. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, is a little variety, a little flavor, a bad thing. I don't think I'm, I'm a disappointed that they're going to add officers in there that people could use progression on, especially, you know, some newer officers. I'm not going to be upset by that. It's just obviously like, you know, a teeny tiny part of me was like, oh, dang on, like, you know, that was how I was really, you know, pushing my Picard. And and without that event, there is no Picard sourcing, you know? So, but, I mean, it's fine. It'll be back around. It'll be back around, hopefully, at some point or another. But in the meantime, uh, certainly Bashir, 
even more than Odo, in my opinion, uh, is very valuable in that event because I know a lot of people uh, need that. A lot of people are, you know, trying to work on that. So, um, and don't have it unlocked yet. So I think that'll be very welcome. Benny Hill says there's no data sourcing. Of course there is. Absolutely there is. It's ATAs. My, my data is almost max. I mean, I am, I am probably 10 assignments away from finishing that. Let me take a look here. Uh, data, who is currently Tier 4, which, by the way, I've done literally all besides the unlock. And you may remember, if, if you go back, I didn't even unlock Data in that month. It was the next month. I think I got him through something with Jordy. But um, I did not have Data unlocked in his month of release. I now need... I have- I have no idea how you've gotten so many of that ATA. Uh, I don't know. I just do it. I I don't fail it. I'm I'm heavily invested into that. I don't fail it. I need 500. Never and, failed it, and I don't. I'm nowhere close to where you have. Well, I mean, I, it's not close. I still need 546 shards. So what is that? Five. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're I, not. So you said 10 away. I was I, thinking you were 120 shards away. Six divided by 12. Yeah, no. Wow. I'm still 40, 40 plus assignments away. But, I mean, I'm making progress on it. And But, uh, yeah, no, that's sourcing. I oh, mean, that's sourcing. It's slow, but it's, but it's there. Like, that's, you know, it's there. How much do I use my data? Hugo, I use him only when I'm multi-ship grinding. Uh, if I'm using him on a ship. All right, that's the only time I use him if, if I'm multi-ship grinding on a ship. But now, he is on ATAs a lot. He's good stats. Um, he, he's, he's good stats. I'm, I, my strength, he's not on a ship currently, and my strength is 10.5 thousand at Tier 4. So, yeah, I mean, that's not, that's certainly not bad. I use him, I use him a lot. Data is not terrible, Batman. Take it back! Take it back! Um... K21, I'm not going to dignify that question with a response. But I will repeat your question, Bubba Joe. K21 shows a screenshot of 6,700 tactical mandates and says, will we ever get an event to spend these directives? First of all, shut up. They're not directives. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. All right. Um, Steven Zarin asked an interesting question. <laughs> All right, what's I don't yours? know that we've talked about much. His question was, what are your thoughts on what was up with the IMS? I think they just missed the math. I think they thought Lacutus was going to be way more uh, enticing than, than what he ended up being. Um, I think progression on the command center and the news that skill points are finite, I think that has some people scared. I think that has... A lot of people probably really, really focused in on concentrating on one. I mean, if there's only XYZ number of skill points, does it make sense to diversify that spend? Probably not. So, I mean, I know some people got him. Um, I have him. I didn't even know. So, Bubba, on Twitch the other night, I told you that I got a, a birthday care package so we could do some stuff online. I got some directives, and they gave me Galinar and – uh, a couple of things like that. I didn't even realize uh, until I went in that my Locutus is unlocked, so I didn't have to buy that. Um, but I, I'm not a thousand percent sure I was going to. You guys remember me saying I was kind of on the fence about it, so I, I think I was leaning towards not doing it because I was concerned about the skill points, you know? So here's what I've done, and here's what I encourage you guys to do because there is... 
one more event for fleet commander upgrade and and skill points research. Okay, I'm, and and here's what I did. I did. I thought about this a long time, and and I only realized because I had Lacuta's skill points and I didn't know where they came from. So community, when you're going through and you're looking, some of these events are actually giving already. Uh, not just un- uncommon skill points, Bubba Joe, but they're giving commander-specific skill points. So, yes, I would encourage players to go ahead and do the skills for the commanders that you got. I mean, you might as well, right? Because you can't convert those. But what I have decided to do was to take all of my generic uncommon skill points and convert them all for Kirk, all for one commander, Okay. Um, and, and that is kind of what I, I think I'm leaning towards. And by the way, I'm only going to convert what I need as I use them because there are obviously at this point right here and now the command center is the, is the bottleneck. People can have more skill points than they can spend because of the command center level 10 unlock. All right. Um, so depends on what your long-term plan is. If you're going to invest solely into Kirk, then convert those, okay? Convert them. Because crazy enough, Bubba Joe, actually doing the skills is not what scores in that event. It's converting the generic skill points into the commander skill points that you want. Unless you're doing it with rare, (laughs) which is ironic. You get points for spending rare, you only get points for converting the uncommon into the commander you want. So it's not even you're not even getting points for doing the skills. You're only getting points for converting the uncommon skill points, which is which very is a odd. really odd. It's very yeah, that's odd. That's an odd thing. I, I almost wonder if it was maybe they knew that they wasn't were intended. going to be gating it, and uh, this my, is the way that they allowed everyone to still participate. Maybe, but my guess is that they didn't have the hook for spending them. Well, no, they did because you're getting points for spending the rare ones. So that's that's what I'm saying. I think I think this was probably just probably a miscommunication between those who were writing the hooks over at engineering and what the and what the arc runner wanted because he got them for spending the rares, but then he got them for converting the uncommons, which is probably not what he ordered. If I'm just guessing, I don't have any confirmation. If it on had that, been but- if it had been spending or uh, like leveling skills. Everyone would have been stuck behind ops, the Ops 10 thing. They wouldn't have been able to participate in the last week's event. I think having it as the Refine, which was a continuous, everybody can do it, allowed for more participation. Well, that's actually, that's actually block. absolutely right, because there was a limit of how many skills you could do until you get to level 10. So it was very possible, like we're seeing right now, Bubba, it was very possible for people to be maxed out, which means you would have had a, you know, a 30-way tie for first place. You know, so probably, probably good, I guess, ultimately, the way that they did that actually makes perfect sense, Karkin. Bottom line is, those skill points, because they are finite, I believe that that some people have been uh, holding off on Locutus because we don't know how the skill points are going to come in. So um, I went in. And I did spend my Locutus skill points, which I don't even know. I mean, it's very possible that they gave me some of those. I don't know because I was able to do you a few You converted researches. some of your uncommons in the beginning to Locutus. I did, but it wasn't that many. It was probably a few hundred, you know, okay. before, I, before I realized that I was screwing up. So, um, 
nonetheless, we don't know the future of these things either. They say that they're going to give us a long-term path, um, and the command center is certainly slow. But it's just it's just time-gated. I mean, everybody's going to get there. And, and you know, maybe we're complaining about that bottleneck now, Bubba, but if the, if the command center was immediately able to go up a bunch of levels, then we'd be complaining that, that the skill points are the, are the bottleneck. I don't know. You're talking six of one, half dozen of another. You know, let the command center be it. When you get to the command center 10, you're going to have a ton of skill points to be able to go through and do a bunch of stuff. You know, so maybe not be too fussy about it. They were going to gate you one way or another. It's just as well enough that it's this one as compared to the other one. Who cares? All right. Caliber says it's research with extra work. I don't know about all that. Like, you're not spending resources. You're not spending materials. You don't have to spend speed ups. I actually like... I like the the commander's tree. I think it's a lot like Bajoran. It's a different skin, but it's very much like Bajoran, in which I don't have to spend my materials and my resources and I'm I'm and speed ups and latinum. So I'm fine with that. You know? And yes, Batman, I know there's multiple locks within the skills that cap it at another level of command center. I'm not naive to that, but I'm just saying, like, it's still gonna be a bunch of skill points you're gonna be able to dump. And if the command center was meant to be the time gate, then so be it. If it wasn't the command center, it would have been the skill points. And honestly, I'd rather it be the command center because that means they can give us more skill points, which is obviously what they have to do, Bubba, if they want people to adopt more than one commander. You can't, we know- you can't limit the skill points if they're, if they're going to encourage people to have multiple commanders. Go ahead, Karkin. I'm, my concern is as we're, because we're getting so many skill points, when do we know when we're maxed on that say Kirk? Like, when should I stop putting everything in? Hence my know, suggestion like, of converting, only doing it when you're yeah, yeah, converting them as it. needed. Because no, we don't know what the total cost is. I have no idea. The only thing that I know is that the current number, and yes, Lobot, skill points are finite, at least as of this month. Echo has confirmed, and I also got confirmation when Batman discovered this, that there will be ways to earn skill points in the future, but it's not yet introduced. So as of right now, if you were if you were just going ham on this thing, of course, again, that problem is not a problem if you're buying packs because you you can get more skill and points. They're opening than you up, yeah. But but at at the end of the day, right here, right now, skill points are finite. They say that they're going to open up more sourcing for those, but at, as of this minute, there's only X number available within the game. So I think, like you say, Karkin, I think you just convert them as you need them. And uh, and spend them as you need them because we don't know they're not on stfc.space. We don't know the total cost of the tree. Um, don't we know very little about the about the long term cost of this thing? So there is that. All right. Um, I'd say if you are going to split your between your officers, only focus on the must haves or the always ons, because then. Those always ons are your probably your biggest benefit. I mean, if you're going to if, if you gonna, have multiple officers, yeah, if you're going to spend between multiple commanders, I, I guess I kind of get that. But I still think Bubba, like you've been doing some research on Spock. What was the other one? Didn't you say you did get a second one, Bubba? Uh, I have all three. Oh, okay. So so you're going to be diversifying a little bit. You're going to be spending on the skill points across all three, and there's a reason that you would use like. I haven't changed off of Kirk yet. I have not. But in the Lacuta tree, I could see myself doing that this afternoon, potentially. 
when I go uh, grind board probes. Like, I haven't done any of my probe events today, but there's a couple of them. So... Don't forget you have your PvP event today. Yeah, there's a PvP event. So today would be a good day for me to switch over to Locutus. Um I don't know. There's, I crush that and people's baby vidars. Yeah, there's Armada stuff in here too. See, and this is this is gonna this is a new kind of thing like Exocomps, Bubba. I'm gonna have to like train my head to think about this because I did solo Armadas uh yesterday, but I didn't switch over to Locutus and I've got forty percent damage bonus, which is nothing really at this level, but you know, it, it, it's like an extra comp. We're just going to have to get in the habit of, of using them and switching them and things like that. So, <sighs> Anyway. All right, there's that. I, I can tell you, I, I, can, I can notice when Spock is not in my chair. I haven't removed Kirk yet, but I certainly have seen my, my performance improve by having Kirk in there. Let me, let me look. Is Kirk the one with, board pro, uh, with probe hunting? Oh, he is. He is. Increases nanoprobe rewards from Borg Hostels. So, yeah, no, I was good to keep him in there. I need to switch to the cutest to do my to do my Vidar event. Which probably means it'll be one of the last things I do today because I only want to switch to Lacutus one time because then there's a six-hour cooldown. I, by the way, have been loving. I have actually spent a large number of skill points on impulse speed for Kirk. <laughs> I've got my yeah, impulse, impulse to... I've got my impulse to plus 18. I'm on level nine of that particular skill. Like that one. You, good research. Oh, I love that one. I love that one. Uh, this is good. Space Trek says, yo, Bubba, tell us about the benefits of Spock. I'm going to stay quiet here, Bubba. Tell us why and maybe what some of your favorite skills are as it pertains to Spock. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull them up. Because uh, I, it's still too new for me to have this memorized. Yeah. Um, so the very first thing at the uh, the second row of skills under architect is cost efficiency for steel, titanium, and dilithium on buildings. Um, it's an on duty skill, so you have to have him docked to be able to in there. Uh, it caps out at a hundred percent. I currently have it at eighty six percent. That is saving me one pack on a lot of my buildings, an entire pack of steel or an entire pack of dilithium uh, right there. Um, so that is a that is a very useful skill for me. Um, if you go all the way to the bottom of that same tree in Architect, um, increased titanium cost efficiency. So again, the cost to upgrade your ships um, in G3 and a little bit in G4 isn't quite as prohibitive as it is in G5. I've seen returns of this skill, which I can't do yet because I don't have all the requirements, um, is going to make a usable, tangible benefit right away. Um, just because it, it's a quote-unquote free bonus that you can get right away um, under miner, mining crystal gas and ore faster. Always nice to be able to mine those faster. Um, Are those having a big impact, though? Sure. I mean... Of a, you know, if it takes, if it took me, um, so for, again, you want to laugh at mining, that's fine. I get it. You <laughs> well, know. no, I mean, obviously, um, but <laughs> I'm not laughing so, at you, Bubba, but, but no, uh, I, I am asking because it doesn't, I mean, well, of all the mining researches in the game and the buffs, the territories, the skins, it does feel like this one would be, would be small, but maybe it's not. I don't know. 
So it's, I mean, it's 130% um, or 130 at max, I believe. Yeah, at max, yeah. 130% it's max. And it definitely, you know, it, it, depending on what your mining rate is, right? If it takes you 45 minutes or an hour and a half or two hours to clear your node, it's going to take that and make a small percentage change. It's not going to be a difference. When you're talking about the ultra-large nodes, you're mining in, in G, deep G4 space or something, and you're looking at these large nodes, and you're looking at like a 24-hour uh, you know, mining time, something like this is going to turn that from 24 down to 20, right? It's going to be a measurable change in, in how you decide to participate in, uh, in mining, whether it's I, once a week I have to go mine those big nodes, or you're constantly mining. Uh, so that absolutely is is a benefit. Now, what's odd is that the third row under miner is you get to pick one, and I just that bugs me. <laughs> I gotta tell you, like the the first level gives you this bonus to everything, and the third one that theoretically should be better says no, 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 no. You only get to pick one of these materials to mine faster. But the buffs um, are the buffs are over double what they would be for the generic one. So like if you pick the specific ore one, it maxes out at 300% as compared to the other one at only 130%. I, yeah, and I get it. And that falls in with their specialization idea that they yeah, want to they're just, they're, just like they're, giving you super buffs. They're getting ready to sell you quantum keys by the pack, Bubba Joe. <laughs> well, that would be great. So, um, so, <laughs> Let me take my money, Scopes. Take it. Um so uh, under scientists, there's the same cost efficiency for steel, titanium, and lithium uh, that is also just as good for that as it is for the buildings. So I'm looking at cost efficiency in Spock, and that's why I love Spock. Between ship upgrades, building upgrades, and research, that's why I love Spock. Okay. And again, I can always tell when he's not on because I'll go and go, God, I thought that building was only three packs, and now it's four. What happened? So let me let me come back and follow up out of what's in the chat. Um, first of all, Rhino, have we confirmed that you're always only going to be able to do one of those selectable researches? No, you're only going to be able to do one now, okay? They have said that you will only be able to do one now, although at a time in the future of their choosing TBD, will they make other quantum keys available? But for right now, as Bubba just kind of pointed out, right now you got to choose, all right? And and there will be ways to source some additional keys in the future, but I expect that that's going to be a long way out. Um, the other question was, Bubba, do you think that Spock is more of a G5 commander than he is G3 or G4? Because um, well, everything you're talking G about, these well, deep I nodes, the million-plus nodes... And the ship upgrades, you know, costing in the in the multiple billions and trillions of trite. Like, I can see so, it making a difference there, but I don't know so how I that translates say, down. I would say it's definitely not something that I think would have been felt or is very noticeable in G3. Um, and maybe even some of G4. But I'm not, I, I still hear lots of complaints that the G4 economy is broken, even though it is significantly better than what it was when I went through G4. Mm-hmm. So I would say it is definitely, yes, 100% for G5. Um, and probably still, like, what are you looking at? Do you have buildings that are multiple packs to 
get the resources for, multiple packs of steel, multiple packs of dilithium to complete at your trek from 49 to 50? Yeah. Because, yeah, so, I mean, I'm telling you, like, I, you know, this sort of bonus is, takes, you know, that dilithium vault that serves so much benefit in the game and takes that dilithium vault from being three packs of steel to just over two. Right? I think Pes Loco... that's a tangible benefit for you, right? Yeah, I, yeah but resources, I, I still don't think, even as a 49... I don't think my bottleneck is resource. Pez Loco's got it got it nailed there. It's still materials for me. Uh, like like currently, th- this is why Wardod loves to come a knocking. Um, I've got four point four trillion, two hundred and forty billion trite, thirty five billion dill, and and it is growing. Even though there's an auction right now, of which I am currently ranked. I've spent a little bit. I'm currently ranked nine with 9.4 million points, and I still have all those amounts. I don't think resources is my bottleneck right now. The bottleneck is okay. materials. Now, having said that, most of the G4, G5 players I know went Kirk, right? Mm-hmm. Most of them I know went Kirk. And why did they go Kirk? For the same reason you just talked about. The Impulse. very first skill that everyone talks about, Impulse Speed. Yeah, Impulse And there are some other relevant combat bonuses in here, right? So, absolutely, Kirk is good. I'm not saying he's not. But for me, I'm looking at that trek to 60. Or I was looking, months ago, I was looking at that trek to 56. Or I was looking at that trek to 53. And seeing that I had individual buildings that were costing me, you know many numbers of packs and i'm like that's i i i can't to me it's like when we talked about last week about you know i have 51 bottles of beer in the wall well guess what i still have 51 bottles of beer and we have a brand new auction going on right (laughs) so for me i have a problem spending multiple packs per building yeah i just i i have trouble especially when the building is useless um so for me that is a hard barrier that is hard for me to get around but if I can lower that from four to three, and then I can grind my way to where it's only one extra pack, it's like, okay, now I can go ahead and do that on that pack. Now I can spend that on this building. And to it doesn't set up this, you know, problem I have of what I'm spending in the game. That's me personally. And I know there are people that think about the game in that. And there are people that don't care about that. And they all they care about is you know, PVP, and they're, or they're 100% free to play, and they're not looking at things in terms of numbers of packs to buy. They're just, whenever I have the resources for this, I will go do this. Or I'll find a base to crack, and that's how I'll get the resources. So so everyone views this game kind of, a, they approach it in a different way, which is one of the cool things about this game, is that you can play it in a lot of different ways. Um, so it is definitely, it, it, it is, what is your preference? And I, I think there's a lot of overlap between Kirk and Locutus um, in terms of t- the, some of the things that they do. Um, so if you're if you are a uh, if you are the type of player that uh, wants to engage in just hitting enemies and is not spending their way from one level to the next, uh, I do think that you can't go wrong with either Kirk or Locutus. Although obviously one of them you could have gotten for free and the other is only paid for for right now. But so there's a lot of combat abilities to like in both of those trees. But if you want to make your progression as cheap and efficient as possible. Uh, I love Spock for that. And again, because if you once you start upgrading G5 ships, we're talking about trillions of titanium per upgrade, 
Like, and the packs don't come anywhere close to having that much in them. So well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Pezloco kind of agreeing with you. Uh, where he's at right now, Spock, uh, even a 50% skill on Spock will save more than a single pack just in the steel. It would save him 1.4 trillion steel at this very moment uh, if he could get him even to 50%, and that is going from 52 to 53. So that's that's a pretty significant data point and one that is uh, interesting to hear. Uh, somebody asked what level my command center was. So I did buy one of the command center packs, um, and I did actually pay for it myself. Mine is currently at 22. And and honestly, I'm not... I was going to ab- say, low 20s. Yeah, I'm not above buying one more of those packs because of Ducat. So, like, that is not gone yet, I don't believe, right? That that event is still up. Yeah, the Command Center Monthly Heroic. Um, I need six more levels. And I'm not beyond buying that pack again because that pack would get me 46 Ducat and 17 Ortegas. See, yeah, 17 oh. Ortegas and 46 Ducat, neither of which are obviously uh, maxed. So I'm not above spending $100 on that. And it's crazy. It's not even the value of the building, although it, it could eventually be. It's the officer shards that I would buy it for. Right. So uh, 867 says it'll probably take three command packs to finish that Ducat event. That's possible. I'm not sure. Mm. I don't think. I don't think. Because I think by the time it ends, it's only going to be two. Yeah, because you've got battle pass and uh, and there's been events and you know then you've got the twenty day, twenty days of the daily drip. Well, no, not yet eight six seven, but you still have you still have like ten days to go. That's why I've kind of been slow rolling this thing. We still have not ten. We've got eight more days of of um, daily drops. There there could be something show up in an event somewhere, although I don't know if there will be or not. But that's eight more days of daily drips. That's also, you know, whatever's in my battle pass. So I, I'm just waiting. It could end up needing three. And honestly, if it did, if I get to the end and I need two more, then I'm probably not going to do it. But I have been told pretty sure that, yeah, look, NCC writes for DJ at Ops 49, it'll be two packs. We'll finish the event. I've already done one. And one more pack is worth it for those shards. So, so, so yeah. I'd like to query the audience if I can. Sure. For all the people that are free to play, what level is your command center? Um. So I don't know what they would be at. Oh, is it nine now? I've been told. Nine. Well, now wait a second. I, I is earned that, nine yesterday. Is that? I, um, I thought I was told people wouldn't be ten before the end of the month. So how are you guys at nine now with eight days left? Someone's math was wrong? I don't know. Okay, well, listen, if you guys get to 10 before the end of the month, wasn't that what people were complaining about was because of the events that are coming up? You don't have the ability to spend points. And and again, at, like Karkin said, it's not about spending the points anyway. It's about converting them. So I'm at 8. Okay. So 8, 9, 10. Is there any um, RNG or is it just straight no, from it the should chest? No, it should be straight. Time. So Arian's missed right. a pull somewhere. Or an event, um, or an event, because I think there was an event that gave some Or a battle pass claim. Have you claimed your battle pass, Aaron? Uh, Yeah, I have, and I haven't missed any events, that's for sure. Have you, you've claimed all your battle pass? Yep. There was one or two events that had a couple of those quantum keys in it, because look, Hammer says, it's not battle pass, it's got to be events, because I'm only six. 
So, yeah, I don't know. Is there, uh, have you claimed sure to there's something Battle Pass, Pass. Captain Planet, there's definitely quantum keys in the Battle Pass, for sure. Yeah. What was that, Arian? I've, I, have you? I've, I've pulled my Battle Pass from the free path. I don't have the paid path. And I have the paid one. I must have uh, the, missed a uh, chest. Uh, the, quantum, the quantum keys will be tomorrow's. Yeah, Milestone uh, 18. There's a 18. bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 163 in there, which is a lot. I mean, that's probably, for some of the early levels, that's probably enough for two levels. So so the reason I'm asking is, what are your thoughts on this meta? Not meta, this Kobayashi event that they set up for this? I think it's appropriate. I think it's fine. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, everybody gets good partial completion, um, and uh, and those who spend will get a little extra. This is kind of exactly what we had talked about, like what they're doing over with their Marvel Strike Force property, where everybody gets to play, but then there's going to be a little bit more. So that means if I'm guessing, if I'm just guessing, just ballpark spitballing, you guys are all going to probably get – do you think you're going to get to level 14 free to play? Has anybody mapped it out? Are you going to get to 14 or are you only going to get to 11? Because those are the two breakpoints. All right. If you get to level 11, even with, uh, well, I guess you can't really count the elite battle pass, Bubba, because it's $20. So free to play, like complete free to play, are you going to get to level 11? I'd say you are, right? No? Dude, people just said in two more days they'll be at 10. Mr. Slowly says he'll be at 12. Uh, I think it'll take me three days. Wait, I I have zero of them right now, and I need forty eight to get to the next to get to ten. You get eighteen every day. My pulls at night because I did it after work. So I'll get one today, and it'll take two more days. To uh, yeah, <laughs> this is tough. So the end of <laughs> pots. Oh. so my thought was if you can get to that third milestone on this event i think that's probably like i love that they have stretch milestone but that seems like just this is this is kind of what i'm talking about if you participate fully like this is something where you've had to log in every day maybe you've even been able to grind out or not grind out but you you've set your 22 hour alarm clock so you can redeem it a couple hours early and and uh and you know get that extra pull or a couple extra pulls this month if you can get the what is this 19 ducat shards and eight uh ortega shards just for engaging in the arc of this new feature mm-hmm. I, I, that seems like a prize that we should be saying hey this was a good idea please yeah. do this again no i do i do like it i mean obviously the the stronger rewards are at the higher end but everybody gets partial uh, partial completion of a heroic milestone. Like, even milestone one is not unobtainable. So I think it's very good. And no, I do mean level 11 or level 14, because you get 100 points for unlocking it. All right? No, maybe I do mean 12 or 15. Let's see, you got 100 points to get to, to level one. So yeah, 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 sorry. I think I did say that wrong. So you would need level 12 to get the 1,200 points, because you did get 100 points for unlocking it. So, so yeah, I guess level 12 then. And a lot of people are saying that, that 12 should be obtainable, even though it might be up on the very last day. Forrest says, so is it, damn it, now I'm confused. Is it 11? Because you got 100 points on the unlock. So, Captain Planet, you've got 900 think, points. What are I you at? The, are you at level 9 or are you at level 8? He's at level 9. Okay, so it is going to require level 12. 
<coughs> yeah, I think that the other command center event gave you bonus points for unlocking it and then points for leveling it up. I got this you. event, I think, is just level. It's just based on level. So level 12. Now, if I'm the designer, all right, which, you know, there is flexibility and room for error here, okay? But if I'm the designer and I've got these two milestones here, Bubba Joe, at 1,200 and 1,500, if we're seeing right here from the chat that people should get to 12 if they stayed perfect, then then that, to me, would be the cutoff, right? 1,200 points is what everybody should be able to do. And Zbrand, I'm not counting in the paid battle pass, but we are talking about, you know, the daily claim every single day, doing that on time every single day. And, and even for you, Karkin, you pulled it at night, but this is a 22-hour cooldown. If I were you, you've got eight days left. I would start trying to bring that down closer to event reset. I really, really would. Because keep you, with that. I, you may need that extra pull yeah. all right, to get to 1,200. And, and that's what I'm going to guess. Tony Rome says, I, I believe I've done this right, calculating it all out. Uh, people should be able to get to 12 by the end of it if they stayed perfect. So, you know, there, there is that. I would probably, for those of you who've got later reset times, I'd probably be starting to try to get that work down, work on the clock, so that you could get it down. Well, also, does his math calculate in the 22-hour thing? It, perfect as in as I soon would. as it's up, you do I it? Mean, I so would. every day it removes Well, well ideally that's best. To get it down to event reset. I mean, you don't need to get it down to 5 in the morning, but I would get it down to where on day 20 you can get that last pull you know, at an hour before the event ends. You see what I'm saying? I would try to get it down. Yeah, to move two it hours. before the reset. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering if his calculations was a one per one day or if it actually calculated in the possibility of an extra day after so many. Well, holds. and not only think about that, but, and again, I don't know. I don't know how he calculated it, but also don't forget at level 10, you will get a reset. All right. So when you hit level 10, then you need to go back through and uh, and do a reset on that because your refine changes from 18 to 20. So the day that you build and complete this thing to level 10, you need to immediately go back in and re-pull. All right, and re-pull that chest because you're going to get a double pull that day. So again... Maybe I'll make sure that my timing is good and it resets right before so I can get it pulled and be get a double one. Before. I would. I would. It's 18, yeah. Brent, per day... And then once you finish the build, which I'm obviously going to recommend everybody use speed-ups on. It's not that much. I think it's like eight or ten hours. Um, do that immediately so you don't lose. You get the full benefit of a double pull and uh, and bring that back down. So Because then it'll go to 20. All right. So there is a way to do it. There is a way to do it. And from what I'm seeing, it looks as though 12, level 12 of that building is going to be very, very possible. So I'll look. Um See, now, according to this chart, level 28 is going to require $300, but that's the break point? Nah. Are you serious? I guess it might have depended on when you actually got it, too, how you did the double pull. And I'm assuming that's also not keeping into account the paid battle pass. Oh, 300 with no dailies. You were doing it based on packs. I see. Well then, yeah, I'll definitely be able to do it for two hundred bucks. I've already done one hundred, so I'll get the other one. Plus, you got to think I did that one early, so all of my daily claims, Bubba Joe, have been at the higher level. 
So my daily claims have been at 22 now per day instead of 18 or 20. I didn't have any of the, of the lower ones. So anyway, long story short, yes, to answer your question, Bubba Joe, I love the heroic SMS. Uh, everybody should be able to get, it looks like, half of the milestones done, and that's 19 epic shards for just drawing a daily every single day. I think it's very good. I think that's good. Any other questions before we take our final break? When we, uh, when we come back, we'll do Battleship very quickly. I'll get you guys up to date on the card, and uh, we'll probably uh, get ready to roll. Does anybody have any other questions for Community Q&A? Don't forget to go vote in the Fantasy Fleet Command. We have uh, a pretty I'm tight very race close. here. Yeah, I'm very close right that's now. very close. It's the Sarko. I think you would have won if you hadn't chosen the Sarko. Saying. Well, I am winning, but <laughs> no, but I, but I think I'm going to come back and win. Guys, come back and vote for me. All right. Listen, one of the top four ships in the game, Bubba Joe chose is a Sarko. All right, come on. You cannot let him win this, dear God. You well, cannot I, let I, him win. He chose a you, Sarko. I I told you, DJ, that two things. One, I chose the Sarko because we're talking about G3 and G4 only, and a Sarko during territory capture. Beats a lot of G3 and G4 ships. A majority of them, in fact. Oh, my God. But I swore, and I I don't swear, I swore when you took the Disco in the last round because that was my deep, deep pick. I'm like, I'm going to take that, and I'm going to blow them away. And you took the Disco with your fourth pick, and, yeah. and that that upset me. I was I was <laughs> off kilter, so I, I panicked and had to pick <laughs> And had to go with the Disco. Uh, Dr. I think Juby your says- Mantis was probably your best pick. Uh, Juby says he voted for Bubba out of spite. So, what do you mean to change things up? He won the last one. What do you mean out of spite? I thought you and you did spite Bubba. I can't believe you voted for Bubba. It's crazy. Uh, anywho, there you go. That is uh, that's all that fun jazz. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we'll do battleship. We'll probably get ready to get out of here and uh, and go grind some more board probes. All right. Uh, my name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And no, sweet creature, Hugh does not impact armadas. We covered that towards the beginning, but I, I saw you just popped in. No, it doesn't cover armadas. Uh, it's just red triangles, just hostels. Just the individual hostels. But he's stupid good. You'll have to listen back to hear how good he actually is. We're going to take a break. Back in a moment, Bubba Joe. Battleship next. Hang on. Today's show brought to you in part by the Musgrove Trial Firm in Georgia. Have you suffered personal injury in Georgia? You need a buddy. Give Buddy at the Musgrove Trial Firm a call, 678-226-1994. Visit them online at musgrovetrialfirm.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Crack in the Box. Enjoy the special ingredients in our fast food, and you'll just have to come back for more again and again and again. Hello, Bill, and welcome to therapy. Hi, yeah, thanks for seeing me on such short notice. What brings you to my office today? Well, my life is tough right now. I mean, after all, I'm a gas stove salesman. Hmm, and what are you feeling right now, Bill? Well, the heat is on, that's for sure. Are you angry? Irritated? I gotta tell you, I feel like I'm reaching a boiling point. Can you elaborate? I don't know. I mean, there's definitely this fire inside, and... Oh, pardon me, Bill. I just got an alert. It appears my Tesla battery is running low. What? An electric car? You think you can understand me? I knew this was a bad idea. I'm out of here.
everybody probably one of my favorite Riri songs of all time Bubba Joe when I first heard this track from the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack it was so completely and totally obvious that it was the headliner track on the entire soundtrack probably the best piece of music that came out of that entire movie it's right here. It's Rihanna. It's called Lift Me Up from the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. And uh, Rihanna is probably the perfect artist for this track, Bubba Joe. Yep. So good. I agree. So good. Galvanox says it was better than the whole movie. I don't know. The movie was pretty good, but man, this is a great, great soundtrack. So good. Rihanna there, Lift Me Up. Uh, welcome back, everybody. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Welcome back in, everybody. Appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Joker says the movie was weak. Oh, gosh. I don't know, man. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great, Bubba. Did you think it was Do you think it was a bad movie? I don't think it was a bad movie at all. I am conflicted. Really? That movie. Oh, wow. Really? So I think, I think I they did the as good as they it, could have done with Chadwick's so, departure. Well, so, so the first time I watched it, I was very moved by how they handled Chadwick's departure. Yeah. And I felt that that was, and that kind of, you know, carried me through the movie. And the second time I watched it, um, I mm. went with some friends and I'm like, watch it. Cause like, I've already gotten through the emotion, right? I had that emotional pull, obviously having a little bit again, but I knew what was coming. And then the more I watched it, I go, well, that doesn't make any sense. Really? Why does it have to be this girl? Like there, there are a ton of, logic flaws in some of the things mm. that they do in the movie and the biggest one of course is and you know do you mind if i no spoilers spoil? no spoilers no spoilers no spoilers okay the tactics of the final combat make no sense correct None i did I, I do agree with that i do agree with that i'm like wait what what is what is wait, happening here wait what like what let's just go play doing? on the playground like everybody everybody gather around Everybody gather around. We're just going to play a little tic-tac-toe, little, you know, hand, ring around the rosy together. That was a little bit odd. I do agree with that. I just figured, so, you know, I just figured yeah, it was so, a little weird. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, honestly, now, I have only seen it once. Maybe if I watch it again, Bubba, I'll start looking for logic. But, yeah, I was very, very caught up I, I will, in the I will whole tell emotion you, I will, of it. I would tell you, the way that they handled Chadwick Boseman's departure – Classy. That entire sequence was very fantastic and powerful and moving, and you will ignore everything else because that will be carried with you throughout the movie, and 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 that is exceptionally good. Yeah, um, I, I agree. And what can you do? You know, Beans and Snot says not having Chadwick really, really affected it. But what, what can you do? I mean, I, 
what what are you going to do? What options do you have? You can't can the whole thing because like there's there's it's part of such a larger universe. They they did probably as good as they could have with that element, uh, and it was it was very powerful. It was very moving. Like to watch that, you just you felt like you were a part of Mister Bozeman's family. Like I I kind of felt that. Like and, and I don't know that might be weird. That might be presumptuous, but. You know, Black Panther has been a part of, if you are a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's been a part of your life for what now? Five years? Six years? Like, you know, so like, I guess you do kind of feel like emotionally connected to this character and knowing that not only in the movie, but in real life, you don't have him there anymore. It was very emotional. I think people felt very, very connected to that and and they did it with, with a lot of class. Like there was definitely a right you, way and a wrong way to have handled that in the movie, and I think they did it the right way. Go ahead, Bubba. How how long how long do you think the MCU has been going on? Well, the MCU has been going on a long time. It was with regards to the movies, but but Black Panther, his first film was well into the MCU. His first appearance, yes. his first appearance didn't come until uh, the first. Avengers movie or the second one? No, no. Neither. Or was it Civil War? It was Civil War, right? It was Civil War. Which was what year? 2016. So yeah, six six years, seven years. Seven years. I said six. What did I say? Five or you six? Said five. I said five or six, Bubba. So it's been well, seven. So you Girl, said it's five years for the MCU, and I'm like, no, the MCU is like over a decade old. It's, oh, it is. Yeah, 2012, <laughs> so, yeah. I think, was the first Iron Man, or was it 2009? I don't know. 2000, anyway, 2008. It's 2008 was the first Iron Man. years old. Either way, I'm just saying, like, Mr. Bozeman himself, his portrayal yes. has been with us uh, now, I guess, seven years. Not five or six, but seven years. So you, you did, you kind of grew really attached to that. I think they, they did it very well. Uh, Omicron says uh, it was Winter Soldier, not Civil War. Winter Soldier? No. Yes. Yeah. Was it a Yes, it was Winter Soldier. Yes. Oh. Winter Soldier kills his dad. Yep. Oh crap, it was. It certainly was. You're absolutely right. Yeah, but that was like that was a real like there wasn't a whole lot of Black Panther going on there. Like a little bit. It was introduced, in fairness. He was introduced there. All right. Civil War, he was a big piece of it. He was a big piece of that, but Man, see, now I'm all, it is Civil War. Quit messing with me. It is Civil War. That's what started the whole thing. Yeah. Yes, no, you're right. You're right. Oh, no, God. there was no Black Panther in Winter Soldier. You're right. <sighs> Thank you. I, I knew I had that right. God, y'all killing me. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Civil War. But anyway, no, I digress. Is, I thought it was a good movie, but I haven't seen it a second time. Maybe I will. You know, I'd like to look at stories like that very analytically. I might have just been swept up in the emotion. Uh, anyway, um, Q, uh, questions. Anybody have any more questions? Let me just let my brain turn off. I'll um, let you guys ask the questions, question and then we'll do Battleship was, here in a minute. Just there, in a minute. There was a question that was asked very at the beginning. Do you have an update on incursions? Uh, Echo told us on his last appearance on the show that it would happen between the January and February arcs. I do not have dates. I do not know what metrics they're using, if they got them fixed or not fixed or this or that, but it will be happening between these two arcs, so they say. On the other hand, if they still haven't solved the problem of the repair, then that's 
going to continue to remain a problem, Bubba Joe. So I, I don't know. I know not what their plans be uh, other than what Echo said is it would happen at the conclusion of this arc. That's all I got for you right now. Next question. Turf Wars. Lady Unaleska says, when are we getting Turf Wars? I haven't brought it up. I mean, usually you guys fuss about that stuff. <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you guys want a Turf Wars soon? I could probably ask them to slate it, you know, slot it. It That probably takes a little while to, to come up. See, Darksider says, never again. Dr. Juby says, don't bring up Turf Wars. Listen, some people like Turf Wars. I actually had a good time with Turf Wars, but it was a lot of work. It's a lot of work, that one singular week. It's a ton. Do you Dude, think... Turf Wars during incursions. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Ugh. That was, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a big one right there. Turf Wars monthly? No, that's not possible. Can't do it monthly. Update on field training? No, I don't have any. I know that they're still working on having to be able to complete one or two of them, right? Is that cor- correct? One of them is still hung. I don't know. I haven't logged in there in a long time. Let me go up. Oh, gosh. Where is it? <laughs> is it in the events tab? Nope. Is it in the store tab? Nope. Crap. Where is it? I've completely forgotten where it is. Somebody. <laughs> uh, that's how much I haven't done it. Is it in the. Nope. It's not in the event store. Where is it? Under dailies. Thank you. Sorry. I. Uh, wait, we're under dailies. No, it's not under dailies. Man, I don't have a tab up top under my dailies. Oh, I, okay, I was in the wrong section. Ah, whew. All right, I got it now. So, let's see, where am I still hung up? I am still hung up on, let's see. I am currently hung up on upgrading my Taurus. With new components, which I guess I could do. I could do that one, but I haven't. Apparently, I'm also caught up on mining Parsteel. So, I mean, and that was mining Tritanium. Okay, so I'm not really held up there. See, these are things that I just haven't gone back to do. Complete the Orion Corvette research. All right, I'm hung up on that one. And building on Orion Corvette. I guess I will be hung up on that. So, there's that. When does the cargo bug for La'on get fixed? I don't know. It's not been a super huge priority. The display is off. She's working fine. It's just the display. So, not. Uh, it's not been at the top of my list. Uh, let's see. Dry Dock, Dock H returns when? I, I don't know. You're talking about the pack? I have no idea. See, now, listen. This is a thing. Scopely's done this before where, like, these packs do have limited time because they want you to kind of buy them then. They dangle that you know, Bubba, to and make sure that people buy. Like, it's not always going to be available. I don't know when they're going to bring it back, but um, it's not up right now, so I don't know. Retrieving says Doc H pack was pulled because of the bug. I don't know about all that. That pack was up for weeks. That pack was up for a long time. We didn't discover the Dry Doc H bug for, it was probably, what, day 8, day 10? That pack was still up because I bought it not at the beginning of the arc. Benny Hill says, bonus refinery, when? After the conclusion of this arc. There will be a bonus refinery between this arc and the start of the February arc. Zandy says, two rare G4 ships for solos, yay or nay? 
As compared to what? I mean, yeah, two rare G4 ships are going to be great. I don't think it's overly necessary, but yeah, that's that's very good. You'll certainly be able to punch up pretty well and get loot bonuses on both. So yeah, that's a good thing. But as compared to what? I don't know exactly what your question is. Let's see. Any news on the con battle log bug? What con battle log bug? Man, see, Bubba, just, I don't know what this one is. Yeah, it just proves to me that like I can't pay attention to everything. I have no idea what the con battle log bug is. No have idea. Have you seen the battle log bug that has the uh, BSA say it's destroyed every time you hit it? Yeah, so that'll happen if because you still finish out your weapons. Have you ever have you ever noticed that? Like, oh no! What are you talking about? Oh no! Round one, BSA destroyed. And it keeps going into round nine or ten. Oh, no, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that either. Okay. So what am I looking at here, Hugo? I, I don't understand what you're what you're saying. Con procs every time you get hit, that's how he works. You know, I mean, for the love of Pete, somebody's gonna have to actually like don't just say like, when someone asks you a question and you're like, yes. Mrs. DJs gets upset at me about that. Like, she was like, are you inside or outside? And I'm like, yes. She was like, what the hell does that even mean? Like, that, I, that's what I feel like right now, Bubba. Can somebody explain to me the con bug? And I get a screenshot. Like, that doesn't explain anything to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, Adam says, any news from Spox.club owner? No. I know that that he is he's uh, very, very still busy. And and still just you know dealing with stuff in real life. I, but again, we always uh, spoke about his return, kind of a, a TBD, and I do not have any information on that. <clears throat> James Bond asked the uh, asked a question that has been asked for the last I don't know twenty months in a row. Any news on second builder or researcher for free to play? No, they have not told me that. Although it is time. Maybe I should put that near back to the top of my list and start pushing for that because it is definitely way overdue. Way overdue. All right, so we'll have to figure that out. Uh, let's see. Con does not trigger after the sixth shot, and for some reason it shows up at the beginning of the next round. Yeah, you know what? Okay, so thank you for that clarification. We actually observed the same thing out of Hugh. Maybe. I don't think that's actually a bug. I think that is maybe a small adjustment out of the new Battle Engine update. Because same thing, if you proc, let's say that Hugh gets his proc after the last weapon is fired at you from the hostile, then they're giving the proc at the beginning of the next round so you're not losing a round. All right. I think it's so that you don't lose the round of the proc. Now, I don't know how that would relate to Khan, and it may just have everything to do with the way that those procs are being displayed when you take a shot. Like, they may have actually gone in and done some common sense coding, Bubba Joe, that if you've got a proc that affects the, the current round, if it's the last shot, then they're not going to waste your ability. Like, if it's the last shot, they're going to give it a plus one when it starts on the round. I don't know how mechanically that would work, but that's actually player beneficial, and it, it's logic. It makes sense. You know, there's no sense in getting that proc from Hugh, for example, if there's no more shots to be had. 
So they they bump it to the next round. So that's probably a good thing. Con probably a very similar type type thing. Coach, good question. Does Pike Moreau five give more loot than normal? No, because Pike only affects battle abilities and loot gain is considered post battle. It's not an actual attack or defense mechanic. It's like ship XP in that it works after the battle is over. So Pike does not affect it. <coughs> So uh, there's that. Contents about the upcoming treasury, I do not know. I know, Rhino, it is, uh, sounds like an oxymoron, but I mean, the way that they're doing it, at least specifically with you, is that it's not wasting a slot. So that's actually, uh, or not wasting a round. So that's actually really, really good. That's good news. All right. Anything else, Bubba, or should we, uh, when will uh, when will Wesley be fixed? Bubba, you want to field that one? Love it. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, Scopely, fix Wesley. I uh, know that can stay at the bottom of the list. Like that's really not that big of a deal. I'm not saying it should be at the top of the list. I'm anyway, just asking that he be form. fixed. No, <laughs> I, no. I, you know what? It can. I think that the fact that people are complaining about leaderboards not working is absurd to me. Wait, what? I would place Wesley below leaderboards. That's I found oh. something that is less important than leaderboards, and it's Wesley. But it doesn't mean I don't want to see him fixed. Hmm. Tal, no, no. Crazy enough, funny story. I actually still I did have a conversation here. I think it was this past week about Tal, and uh, they even though he was like partially fixed, he's still broken. But they are still very scared of him. Like they they refer to him as like double broken squared. Like he is broke, broke, broken. Bubba Joe is how they refer to Tal. So even though they fixed that resurrection thing, he's still quote unquote broke, broke, broken. And uh, that guy's not coming back until they finally get around to a fix for him, which I personally don't even think they're working on. Just me, myself, and I. That's just my opinion. <sighs> Anywho. Uh, Hikaru says, can there be a standard for future primes? Absolutely not. That's how they get you to spend money. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's how they make you spend money because there's no way to grind those things out. Primes were never really... The original intent of primes were not to be ground out by game mechanics. So the fact that they don't use those special currencies on most things kind of is a mystery to me. But, you know, like, for example, G6... Bubba, there's no way for you to grind out G6 material. Now, there will be eventually, yes. you know, eventually you can get to those. But, the, yeah, that's the idea is that right now it's it's paid to acquire. And, and a common thing that I, I see asked is why don't the material efficiencies work for G6? And the answer is, is they will work once G6 is released. Yeah, that, that has been – I get that question all the time. Literally every single auction, yeah. somebody asked me about a prime. Um those materials will not score in those events until they're actually made into the economy. So while it's a prime, it won't count. All right. When G6 comes out, then G6 materials will count. But right now, the economy is G5. So up to G5 will count. There will not be any extension on that. So G6 yep. materials would not count. So just do it for your prime. Now, or save them for why two G6, years. Why G6 doesn't count for auctions is beyond me. Well, that, I mean, that's what they've said since the beginning of, of advanced. I mean, it, that's not a new thing. That's three years. They say that it will be available when that economy is launched into the game. Like, until then, it's no, meant no, to be I prime mean, only. 
No, no, no. What I'm saying is, is why when I spend G6 during an auction, do I score zero for it? I just answered that. It's not a part of the economy. It's not a part of the routine economy. It's it's a prime. It's meant to be a prime. Why, in that case, why don't, you know, prime particles count in the event? Or why wouldn't, uh, you know, syndicate... Prime particles aren't ore, crystal, or gas, right? The same reason that, that ship ports don't count. It's ore, crystal, or gas. G6, ore, crystal, or gas. Like... That's the one that d- bugs me. That uh, it, Again, it's a minor thing, but that bugs me. I mean, I get they it. They should have a scoring metric for G6 or crystal and gas. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that, I don't expect that to change. They've always said that it's related I don't either. to the economy. I just, yes, I agree. Yuppers. Okay. All right, we got to do Battleship so that we can get out of here. Look, I'm running, like, decently on time, so let's do this so I can uh, go on time, and yay. Woo! All right, Battleship is underway. Uh, Coach wants to know about heavy hitter crews. We've, we've done a lot of heavy hitter crews, and it really, really depends on what you're hitting. So that's too broad for us to go into, but I bet somebody in the audience would be willing to PM you and give you some answers there because it's going to depend on your hostile. has nothing to do with anything other than what you're trying to hit. Uh, but yeah, Hugh's going to help with that. You're right, Brent. There you go. There's another one. Hugh is going to help massively with Heavy Hitter. All right. Bubba Joe, this is an unfortunate thing. An unfortunate thing. Uh-oh. That not one, but two players. Two players down in the Battleship War Room have not actually uh, made their guess. Which means I have to draw another one right now, which means you guys have a unique ability here, just based on the time. Based on the time, Bubba Joe, because as you can see in the Battleship Clues room, Evil Dragonfly scored a hit. And if you take a look and you've been keeping up with your game cards, everybody, you will know that D2 was a hit, and it did not sink. I keep saying sink. It did not destroy that ship. So, I mean, I'm just uh, just throwing that out there. Which means it should be relatively simple. I feel like I feel like there could be a 50-50 shot that we destroy that ship right here and now, Bubba Joe. Don't you agree? Maybe. I mean, the five ship is already done. You guys have got three hits on this one. It's not destroyed, so it's got to be the four-hit ship. And the same. Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. I gotta stop talking because I, I consistently give away hints that I shouldn't be giving away. God. That's correct. I have to stop this immediately. I just no more talking. I'm not talking about it any, any, anymore. Because you guys get hints out of me, and it's it's ridiculous. Unless they're touching tips, they could be. They could be touching tips, or they could be parallel. They could be, could be parallel. No more. I'm just not giving any more. I'm not going to talk about it. All right, contest to pick, everybody. Let's see if we can get someone to come and play. One single round of Battleship, and ladies and gentlemen, it does look as though Z Brent is going to have an opportunity to guess. Z Brent, you've been invited to the stage. 
And Z Brent, you'll have an opportunity to throw your guests in the Battleship War Room. Let's uh, walk in there together and hop in and see what we can find. All the buttons. No buttons. No buttons. All right, Z Brent, welcome to the stage. How are you, buddy? Uh oh. Z Brent, you're on mute. Do you have to play in text or can you play in voice? Z Brent is on mute. Doesn't look like it's going well. Z Brent, you might have to play in text. Running out of time. The ship is escaping. Brent, where you at, buddy? Where are you at? We got a limited firing window. I mean, yeah, seriously. I know you're here, so I want to be I want to be flexible, but dude, we gotta move. We got to move. I'm I'm dealing with a hard with a hard time cap. I gotta be out of here, Bubba Joe, in like eight minutes. I actually kept everything on time today. Isn't that amazing? It is shocking. It is. It's very amazing, actually. I'm super excited about it. All right, Z Brent, I either need you to play in text. Oh, you're in the wrong chat. Don't go down there. Here, come up here. I need you in the main no, chat, dude. He's in the. He's down, he's down in the battleship war room. Stay in the main chat. Stay in the main uh, chat. Come up here. Main chat, buddy. Okay, there he is. All right, he's back. Uh, Brent, you've got an opportunity. you got an opportunity to play Talking Trek's battleship. I need you to lay out your coordinates as they are to be fed into the computer. Brent, give me your battleship war room coordinate, and we will see what... The result is. Uh, that's all I can say, Bubba Joe. I'm not gonna say anything about destroying or hitting or you know nothing, nothing like that. Because I seem to just speak, and you guys extrapolate unnecessary information out of it. I, I don't really understand. Like it's all. <sighs> I think you should guess J1. I think that's what he should guess. J1. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, waiting on Brent. Ah. Waiting on Brent. 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 Dude, come on. E2. He guessed E2. Is that correct? I see it right there. All right. Brent, going with Echo 2. Here we go. Computer, Echo 2, please. Echo 2. Target acquired. Arian, if you would be so kind as to update our Battleship Clues room. Uh, Brent, appreciate you, buddy. Ugh, yeah. It doesn't have to be. You know what? I'm not going into this. It, it has. Now we know where it's got to be, Bubba. It could still be. Could still A1. be. one. Could still be, you know, multiple ships. I'm not going I'm not going down that road. All right. E2 uh, is a miss. Are we pulling another winner? No. No, I got yeah. I, I, no. I'm out of time. Sorry. <laughs> but I guess what that means is the off-air winner is going to have a real shot here, right? You say that. You keep saying that. What? What do I? What do I? What? <laughs> I'm very confused. You're giving too much away. You're giving too much away. I'm not. No, I'm not giving anything away. I'm not I'm not saying any more words. None. Zero words. And and we only have room to play one. It would not be fair. 
it would not be fair to give you guys a bonus play. We haven't even finished last round's off-air plays because people aren't answering. So now I have to go in and do two off-air guesses because the other people haven't the other people haven't won or haven't uh, redeemed their their claim. No, that's Hugo it, Dragon. I do, I do give them 24 hours. So here's what happened. Hold on. I've got my sheet. I'll tell you what happened. So on Thursday, we drew. I'm logging everything. On Thursday, we drew. Let's see. What was the 19th? The 19th. Yeah, 19th was a Thursday. So at 4.46 p.m. Eastern Time, we messaged Hero764. They did not answer. Um, at the same time, because we had two of those draws that day, we also messaged Evil Dragonfly. Evil Dragonfly responded. Um, then, after that one expired, I messaged at 1.44 p.m. yesterday, on January 21st, I messaged Budget Gunner and... It's now past 1.44 p.m. on 1.22, so he's lost his window. So now I've got to still make that one up, and now we have the makeup, or not the makeup, but the paired for this round. So I can't do more guesses. We're already behind one, and I still owe one in the off-air room. So if you want to have an extra opportunity to maybe play, like it seems as though, Bubba Joe, that an off-air winner may be most suitably poised to potentially get a winning shot here. So make sure you go and enter in the Battleship War Room down below the chat room. Make sure you go down there and enter into the Battleship War Room, and you could have an opportunity to play um, when I draw off-air winners, which will likely be tomorrow evening. So there you go. Okay. Is there anything else? I'm, I'm overdue now. I've got three minutes left. And by the time I play the song and the, the music and I read the names. And Let's see. The stuff. War Q&A, Fleet Commander Q&A, SLB, XLSLB. Uh, we didn't really talk about Mr. Tiger's interview, but uh, we can do that another time. Well, we kind of did a little bit. We, we referenced it. Referenced okay. it. But we can talk more about it if you guys want. Was there something in particular you liked, didn't like? I'll give you 60 seconds on it, Bubba. What is it that what is the teaser for the next show? What do you want to dissect about his interview? Well, I think one of the things that uh, he talked about was that they didn't have the fidelity of systems. They didn't have the time to program a system for every level of type of Borg Armada, right? They, they, they didn't have the capability to do that this time around. So I think that changes the dynamic a little bit. And I think that's, some people I've seen some people asking for it. Can we get you know something between these levels of armadas? And it doesn't sound like that's likely to happen. Um, you know whatever is coming, it doesn't sound like that is going to be it. Maybe it is. So maybe it's how do we how do we anticipate dealing with that? Since it doesn't sound like we're going to be able to adjust warp ranges, doesn't sound like we're going to get uh, s smaller steps between the different systems. So maybe it's understanding what our best options are for that, right? Should you think about bringing a fecia? Should you, um, do you have two ships that can get there and you need fodder? Um, so maybe that's something that we can talk about later. Well, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of things that people have been talking about specifically out of that interview was, was more of an obvious thing, was about the, the way that the exocomps work. I haven't had a chance to talk to him about that since... Uh, I did some personal testing on it, but just for the record, they definitely do not persist. 
Like, like they definitely do not. <laughs> they, oh, that part? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, that was... We, we tested that. It absolutely <laughs> does not work. It, when the timer runs out, you might get one or two more hostiles, and that's it. It's, like, it's almost like there's, there is a differential on the timer because it can run out, and you might still get one more hostile or might still get two, but they definitely don't persist until, you know, recalling or docking or, or things like that. So, um, yeah. Wait, 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 yeah, wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. That definitely seems... K-21, are you serious? If you replace an EXO with the same one while in open space, it persists? No. (gasps) Dragon says yes. Are you serious? Oh, well, then he was right. He's smarter than all of us, Bubba. Mr. Tiger was right. So it doesn't persist, but you don't have to redock to extend it. but you have to replace it before it finishes? Oh, my God. Serious? I didn't even know you could do that. So how do you... Okay, I've got an XO running right now. I'm going to burn one just to see. So if I click on... Oh, my God. It would let me do it. Dang. So if you replace it with the exact same XO in the exact same slot before it expires, it will persist. Oh, my goodness gracious. No, Dragon, I'm not new to the game. Shut up. I just didn't know you could do that. I See, like the mining speed ones, you don't have to replace it. As long as you don't zero the node or recall, then it stays good. So, Bubba, like with the mining ones, sometimes I may... If there's an open node in my system before mine gets to zero, then I'll hop off the node and I'll go hop on an empty node. Because when it hits zero, then it will expire. But as long as I don't get to zero or I don't press the recall button, it'll stay good. Rhino, he never said four hulls on one XO. He did say three. But that is still technically not one XO. One XO. He's burning multiple XOs. But that does prevent you from having to redock. That is very interesting. I don't know that. What's <laughs> your time? Uh, over. <laughs> I got twelve seconds left, but it's okay. That's a good one. He, oh, I know he said three. I, I don't think he ever said four, but he did say three, which I found to be did, I found to be right. in disbelief. He did, say, he did say almost four. Almost four. Well, yeah, I don't see it. I even tried to do what he did, which was put a disco at either end. All right. Now, in fairness, do also remember he was doing this with like a 450,000 cargo too. So if I was doing it with a 1.2 million cargo, which is what I was doing, Bubba Joe, then I'm going to, you know, for the purposes of him, I'm going to divide my number by three. My number of holes by three. If he's running 450 and I've got 1.2, then I'm probably, I am only going to get one sale. Well, um, just wait, DJ. Just wait until you put points into uh, Lacutus's make your Vidar uh, with a larger cargo. It'll take <laughs> even longer. It'll take even longer. But the there is the Kirk skill, which drops more cargo from a particular hostel. Increases nanoprobe rewards and Borg hostels. I am curious. Uh... The Batman Who Laughs told me I was crazy for choosing the Borg one. There's increases shots against Swarm, which I don't know that anybody's investing in. And then there was increased 
Action Venom rewards from hostels. Now, here's the thing. If you're doing this with a G4 or a G5 ships, I can see people investing into the, into the Venom one. With a Mantis, it's not necessary, and I do mine with a Mantis. So I went Borg. I, I know that K21. I, I literally just said that. If it, it doesn't require you to use the Mantis. So if you're using a bigger ship, I can see why that one would be nice. I do use my Mantis. So I went into the Borg one because I have long hated that grind. And skipping that grind now, Bubba Joe, not to add fuel to the player's fire, but skipping that grind could hurt me. So I want that grind to be as significantly easier as, as easy as possible. I don't struggle with my daily Mantis grind. Because I use the Mantis, and I'm in and out of there in five minutes. So, yeah, that's what I... That, same thing I was thinking, Rhino. Borg is the worst grind in the game. That's the one that needs the most help. That's why I chose that one. That's exactly why I chose that one. Dragon, because it is still so freaking long. <laughs> All right, it is still so freaking long. Retrieving says, how are you filling a Mantis in five minutes? Uh, I've, I've been over this. I've, I've shown it a million times. It's less than five minutes for me. I can do it on one set of exos, and I go home with, with a minute left on the timer. But I'm also punching up. All right? I'm punching up. I'm hitting 42s. My, my Mantis is tier six. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm punching way, way up. It's not the cheapest repair, but it's also significantly fast. And by the way, I actually did it. I did do 43s. But it didn't really go much faster. And I took a ton more damage. Uh, it might have saved me one hostile. So until I get my research up a little bit more or get my cargo up a little bit more, I'm going to stick with the 42s. I wasn't quite ready for the 43s. Yeah, my 5 is tier 4. That's correct. But, I mean, that's only 20% more than, more than a lot of other people. Tier 3, is that where most people are-ish? Veteran players. They might be a tier 2. I don't know. Yeah, no, I uh, I punch up. I'm punching up because those hostels pay a lot more. So that's why I'm doing it. And yeah, I can do it in five minutes or less. Usually less. Congratulations, Joker, who was three shards away from unlocking the Mantis. So on Wednesday, you'll be able to tell us all about it. All right, I'm going to bounce. Uh, it's time to go. Thank you guys very much for being here, Bubba Joe. Thank you. Thank you to the live studio audience. Thank you, Retrieving. Thank you, Arian. Wait, who said anything about incursions on Wednesday? That's not accurate. You just said that you could unlock your Mantis in three days. So, what does that have to do with incursions? <laughs> three shards. Said three shards. Wait, you can't do a Not shard a days. day? You can't do a shard a day? Oh, Karkin, he ain't hitting a big enough target, is he? Uh, oh. Not hitting a big wait, enough target. Wait, what's the Mantis one? I, I... The Mantis is the Jem Hadar one, right? It's defiant. Oh, that's the defi Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'm like, ignore everything I said. Per day? I've got a what? headache. Wait, Leave what? me alone. <laughs> got a I'm very, I'm, I'm new to the game. I just downloaded it. I'm ops twelve. Leave me alone. You, All right. You, you've got a headache, and you let them on the stage every week. So, <laughs> thank you very much. Oh, you're talking about you. That's funny. Yes. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. I appreciate it. My name is Ultimate DJs. You've been listening to Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Would like to invite you to visit our website where you can find links over to our Twitch where we will be tomorrow night. Uh, we will have uh, links up for our merchandise store. We've got brand new merch. If you guys want to check that out, please go buy some merch. That would be awesome. Also, links over to our YouTube channel where, uh, surprisingly, Bubba, I don't normally post videos over the weekend, but I did post a video yesterday 
on Borg Hue. If you're curious about how he works, shout out to Jules Verne for making that work out for us visually. So you guys will get to go watch that and check that out. Also, I would like to invite you to uh, sign up for our Gold Patreon program. That's where you can go and contribute completely voluntarily on a financial level of $5 or more to this show. $10 or more gets your name read with this fine group of players, and I'd like to say thank you to them now. Lord Neelix, Lady Kess, Trader, Tucker, More Stuck Hostels, Iron Chef, Virtual Army, D-Law, Mechrack, Hammerhead, Regis, Jayberg, Shady Pines, Big Shakes, Lobot, Auto Obsession, It's Hunter, Tagore, Red Susie, Katana, Hank, Ape, DJ Gur, MC101, Late Nighter, Light Bull, Louis P, Zalvinar, Zenfried, Oh My God, Scopely, Answer, Customer Support Tickets, Stormbringer, Bills Mafia, Bandetta, Darkside, Luke, Grogthorn, Archangel, Smoke, Mohawk, DJs is a case of Diaman, Jet Ski, Papa Smurf, Jason, Captain Jack Morris, Archer, Yusuke, Arian, The Professor, Trader Loves Faith of the Heart. <laughs> Trader has Faith of the That's Heart, sorry. That's not nice. Trader has Faith of the Heart. And Hani, Steve, Ragnar, Liam, and Dominus, Casey Jones, Ripper is gone, Chronic Break, This Fella, Jesus Christ, Wet Willie, Joe K92, Darth Adama, Sir Tail, General Chaos, Warren A. Fox, Judge Cran, G Force, Bamekas, Captain Q, Garrett, Game Jr., Admiral, and Water, Cha Cha Roar. Scarlet Hawk, Looser, Kendall, DJ's Games are rigged. Tactics, 7 of 9. Jagged, Never Go Full Tilly, Blue Mandalorian, Noxus, Exhibitor. Fermax, Dr. Link, Clueless One, Skizoido, Likes of Bath, Welch, Diego, Fighting Texas, Aggie, Gunner, Mighty Croc, Unimatrix, Instant Chilby, Shilly, Balabomb, The Web, Fart Monster Max, Kingo 101, D Chesty, Nom Nom, Garf One, Medic 213, Dark Knight, Hypnofly, Stratoblaster, Pixelate, Lost In, and Buddy. Thank you for contributing at a level of $10 or more per month to Talking Trek. A registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood feline of nine. Sam meow for now. Love you, mate. I'll catch you next time. See ya. Meow. Resistance is adorable and all those things. Fun times. Had by all. Woo!